Okay, so we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online. But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. This whole week I've been using ExpressVPN to binge The Office on UK Netflix. It's so simple to do, I just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change my location to UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from over 100 countries, so just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com lorehammer, and you can get an extra three months off ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com lorehammer, expressvpn.com lorehammer to learn more. Welcome to Lorehammer, episode 21, Forces of the Astartes. Hello, and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Pass. Okay. This is Jordan. Thank you, Jordan, for that. Uh, joining us today, why don't you introduce yourself? The immortal Christian who cannot be killed. It's, <laughs> the, a more appropriate term would be Phoenix, because you just rise every time we do kill you. Or what is it? Is it a, a roach that you can never kill, like a cockroach? Yeah, Christian's a cockroach is what he is. <laughs> you know what he is. What? Sneaky Mexican. <laughs> he's just. How did he get in this room? Exactly. You build walls. There was a wall. Still find he a way in. A filthy illegal immigrant. Yeah. That's what illegal he alien. You're stealing my job. That's what's going on right now. It's a shitty job, though. We don't want that job anyway. No, so nobody, nobody does. But you're undercutting me working for three twenty-five an hour. <laughs> well, good thing I'm doing the podcast. And that's three twenty-five pesos, <laughs> not dollars. <laughs> that's like fifteen cents. <laughs> Oh, I work hard for my money. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to episode 21. This is Forces of the Astartes. A uh, little bit of an apology about last uh, release. Had some technical errors. Christian taking the hard drive swimming. Mm-hmm. All things considered, he has been thoroughly punished. <laughs> And he's trying to sneak it over the border. <laughs> That's what I got it all will wet. not. He will not be entertained, Christian. <laughs> we will not even consider putting it in the hands of those south of the wall. <laughs> the ice wall. That wall Canadian is to protect wall. us. Also, apologies if you hear uh, banging because I'm having construction done in my basement. So I don't know if the mics will pick it up, but we'll see. We'll see. All right. Um, I'm yeah. going to do some slight banging. And when you guys can hear the banging, just send me an email and I'll I'll know when to, <laughs> when to stop. stop. I don't think you understand that this isn't live. <laughs> oh. But people text me all the time. Um, yeah, so we're going to pick up where we left off on our last episode uh, where we had just finished describing the creation process of a space marine and uh, really what makes them go from a regular human into transhuman epic superhero bastion of hope and destruction. And Hand check. 
Handshake. I'm not lifting my hands. I am comfortable where they are. <laughs> no, what else is getting turned on? <laughs> <laughs> they will be his warriors. <laughs> um, Emperor's finest. <laughs> but yeah, so today we're just going to uh, continue on on our space marine journey just to give you a more, greater, gooder, better understanding of what these angels of death mm-hmm. are comprised of. So before we get started, though, I do have a little funny uh, for you guys. A little funny. Yeah, it's a little funny. Except, hey, Mark, 40K is not funny, okay? Stop <laughs> it's, laughing. It's not. It's not. It's okay, serious place. so here's here's the joke. Um, even if you know the punchline, you better not say it out loud. You're supposed to just say what, okay, Mark? Okay. All right. How do you make a small fortune playing Warhammer? What? I, I guess you're supposed to say how, so let me do that again. <laughs> <laughs> 40K is funny. <laughs> how do you make a small fortune playing Warhammer? How? You start with a large one. How do you make a small fortune? <laughs> what? I've, I've heard you that joke in, on in other contexts. <laughs> yeah, of course. It, it you how you lose your money in Warhammer, Mark. That's what it. it see, what's tripping me up is spending yeah. money on Warhammer because, like, I just put on the credit card. Yeah, so I, it's I, infinite. I'm not. You know, at some. You know what? Money. Yeah, you're right. I, I, Good call. Just going over my head. Sorry. Just <laughs> different take on finances, I guess. <laughs> you guys should get yourselves these magic credit cards. <laughs> yeah, they're quite good. <laughs> infinite money. I call it the central bank. <laughs> and then when you reach your limit, you cut it up and you go get another one. It's perfect. And then you apply under a different name and another set of social insurance, right? Preferably Eric's. <laughs> Sorry, what? I've been using all the Lorehammer Facebook people that message me. <laughs> their identities. Hey, guys, welcome to Lorehammer. Just going to name your name, address, date of birth, social insurance number, your mother's maiden name, your employer. First, first pet. First pet. And we should be good. All right. Well, um, I guess, like, without further ado, let's uh, let's step right in to our episode of uh, Forces of the Astartes. So, before we really fit into like talk about their chapter organization um, within the Imperium, we're going to talk about what role they fit there. And this is a, a really loose gray area. Yeah, like because on paper it's written down as a fact. Like we'll get into it, but then when you actually get into like how it actually how it works, plays out, it's it is so not like, different exactly. Like what's written and what actually happens yeah. are different. So uh, the, the Space Marines are actually uh, an arm, a mil- the military arm of the Imperium. Like one of them, other than the Imperial Navy. But the, while the Imperial Navy is directly under the High Lords of Terra, the Space Marines actually don't have any representation on the High Lords of Terra. So they don't fall under the Inquisition, and they don't fall under the High Lords, and yet it's... They don't fall under, like, Imperial Guard. No. No, nothing. Like, literally, like, when if you look at the organization, it's a dotted line that connects the Space Marines. Like, four pages over. Yeah, it's it's a really odd place, and because the real question for me is, you know, who, who do they answer to? Who is responsible for the Space Marines? They answer to the Emperor. And so. the reality is they really only answer to each other and the Inquisition when something bad happens. Like, for the most part, a Space Marine chapter is responsible for determining where it's going to deploy its forces. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, even, like, some chapters are even, like, immune. It's not really the right word, but, like, above the Inquisition. Like, like there's a couple chapters that the Inquisition has tried to, like, census or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, like... That's not the right word, (laughs) is it? 
Censure. Censure. Yeah. Censure. Okay. <laughs> they tried how to many, count them. How many space marines are there? <laughs> We're not telling well, you. <laughs> Stop moving around. <laughs> well, that's a that is an example of like the Black Templar. They yeah. they they're above that chapter limit, exactly. and the Inquisition is against it, and they are like. What are they going to do? But it's yeah, it's yeah. one of those things where. Yeah. So the yeah, the, the space marines are really an independent, self-governing body and, within the Imperium. And yet they still have to answer for some things. There was a, a chapter that was wiped out by the Inquisition and its name is escaping me. Oh, there's been a bunch. Yeah. Or but, wiped out or deemed heretical. Right, or but deemed that's renegade. It's odd, right? Like that they don't necessarily answer to it, but they're they are kind of directly responsible the Inquisition would be directly responsible for your fate yeah. when it comes to being declared hereticus or not. Yeah. So the other thing, too, is that the Space Marines aren't a unified body as a whole, either. Mm-mm. Yeah, like, each chapter is different. Is in charge than, of itself. Yeah. And answers yeah. to itself. And yeah. even might not even work well with each other, like, yeah. outside chapters. Yeah. Two uh, loyal chapters might be, like, another super thing, antagonistic. Another thing to understand is that, um, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't, like, Space Marine chapters don't even deploy as a whole very regularly, and it's much more common to see smaller parts of the chapter incorporated in the large army and let's say a, a squad or two squads shows up to a planetary invasion they aren't taking over the battle like the the commanders there for the most part will be commanding where they go or what they do or the space marine gets to determine where they best fit but they don't command ground forces right it's only in some scenarios uh, that i actually read it, so there depends on the chapter it does yeah. depend on the chapter and it depends on the scale so and, and it also depends on like um, who's already on the planet. Yes. Like, so, like, if there's... I don't know what the highest, like, rank in the Imperial Guard is, but there, if there's a Lord Solarius or whatever, like, a very well-respected general of the Imperial Guard, and a Space Marine chapter comes, like, they'll be like, you know, you, you've proven yourself, you can run your Imperial Guard. Where other times it'll be like, there's no one here of importance, the Space Marines will that, then take on right. that, like, uh, role of right. leading the Imperial Guard. But yeah, like... It's one of those fine lines where it's it's not like if the space marines show up now they're in charge, but it's also not like uh, now the imperial guard are now bossing the space marines around. Although that can happen, yeah, kind of. They they can, but they don't have to listen. Like yeah, yeah, the, yeah. that's the always imperial guard general can go to um, like a space marine sergeant and be like, these are the objectives that we're working on. You know, here's kind of what's where going on. Where do you best? Where, where do you think you can like best yeah, help us? Right. right. Or we're requesting that you help us here and there. Yeah. And well, it's and up to that space marine, even as low as a sergeant talking to a general, a space marine sergeant to like an imperial guard general. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too, because like even a space marine sergeant is like most likely a couple hundred years old. Yeah. Like and seen and countless that, yeah, battles. Like just on experience alone. Yeah. You know, like he knows what he's doing, and imperial guard regiments and commanders and stuff recognize that that like. They're a step above them. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hard to equate it to, like, our modern perceptions of the military, but they're they're very autonomous. And, like, they, they obviously try to work together. It doesn't always work. You might have, like, you know, butting heads of, like, particularly different, hard-headed commanders Different perspectives, different yeah. goals, but different it, understandings. It's not, like, a direct hierarchy. Yeah. No. There, there's some uh, Imperial Guard regiments that even refuse to work beside Space Marine chapters. Uh, like, the Flesh Terrors have been kind of branded as... Uh, like, don't work beside flesh terrors because they're so uh, bloodthirsty that, like, in the heat of the moment... Sometimes they turn on their own allies. Sometimes <laughs> bullets fly and people die. Chain axes fly. Yeah. yeah. So, like, 
while they're not like the bloodthirsters are not like a renegade chapter by any means and they are helping the imperium like imperial guard commanders will definitely back away from that chapter entirely if they show up hmm. like there, there can really be any number of situations in 40k like yeah it's it, just so broad and it's, so vast it's much more it's much less of like like the imperial guard though is very set Right, it's very like yeah, there's yeah, a very clear hierarchy. And you know exactly, yeah. even though you come, you might even come from different planets. Like you know exactly who is in charge and where like the commands will flow from. But not as soon as you mix Space Marines in that army, it kind of all goes weird. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. To sum that up, unless you have any other thoughts, basically, yeah, they're like. Uh, a separate branch from any other military organization, and they have the authority to respond to anyone that they want to help or not. And uh, when they get to the battlefield, they can either choose to take over the battlefield command, they can submit, like they can just, they're completely autonomous and can do whatever they want. With, Sounds uh, like a really good time. With so. the guiding hand of the Inquisition ever watching <laughs> oh, yeah. on, the, on the trigger, just uh, waiting, yes. just wanting. But I mean, there's even been space range chapters who haven't gone her- like renegade, but have challenged the Inquisition and even made the Inquisition back down. Yeah, like the space wolves. Space have. wolves, yeah, and like Black Templar yeah. too, kind of. No, I don't think it was ever came to like the same uh, like level of confrontation. But like the Black Templars are six times over the chapter limit, so it's like yeah, the Inquisition knows about it. But yeah. it's kind of one of those things where it just is. Yeah. Is it is that worth fighting for them? Yeah, I mean, hey, personally, yes, but you know. <laughs> rules are rules. Yeah, um, rules as written and ruled as played. Yeah, you should um, take. You should ignore the spirit of the rule always, always and you should yeah. go for the literal translation of how that. And would And if work there's a typo gameplay. in that rule, you're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> if there's a typo, it's just considered hereticus, and you burn the book and the table and the table <laughs> and every model and on every it. model. And, and that's how you turn a small. That's how you turn a large portion into a small one. <laughs> you buy it all over again. All right. Well, um, that's where Space Marines uh, stand slash float slash fly <laughs> in the Imperium. Yeah, it's not very. It's not very I, well put. I guess uh, we we kind of mentioned it briefly, but like Christian said, the only person they are directly responsible to is the Emperor. Um, we kind of glossed over that. He said it real quick, and then we uh, didn't yeah. really focus on it. But that is I feel true. Like that like, happens a lot. <laughs> so that is true about stuff you say or about the emperor. <laughs> stuff I say. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but I yeah, would, I would never gloss over the emperor. <laughs> that's really all they're they're accountable to. Like ultimately, so yeah. Uh, well, if. Once that's taken care of, let's talk about um, chapters as they stand currently. Yeah. So we'll give you a brief little uh, preview almost. Like, Space Marine chapters have kind of three different organizations over the history of their creation. You have, like, the Legion Astartes, where they're just, like, huge, vast, hundreds, hundred thousand strong, like, legions yeah. of Marines that all fight together. And, like, even their squad numbers, they would have squads of 20 instead of squads of 10. And, like, they would have different, uh, like, they would have, like, breacher squads that, like, carry shield. Like, they would have different specializations. specializations. It, it, it was very separate, very yeah. unique. Then, after the heresy, you got what most people would refer to, like, as, I don't know, the old marines. I don't know what you would call them. Just regular space marines, non-primaries. Yeah. 
And for 10,000 years, they had their chapter organization and they had their way of doing things. And it was, you know, a thousand Marines and they had that going on for them. They had their tactical squads and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. What we're going to be talking about is the Primaris Marines. Yeah, I mean, that's that's where they are now. It's what's currently That's where being they're going to be going. Like, yeah. Like, eventually, all the old Marines are going to die out, and we will only have a Primaris chapter organization, yeah. right? So that's what we're going to be talking about. So um, we know that, like, there's tactical Marines that exist in the Ultramarine, Ultramarine Legion. We know there's Devastators. We know that there are all those old Marines... But they're dying out. They're they're gone. They're going to be gone in a matter of years, you know? Like, they can only last so long in the lore and only last so long, like, actually selling miniatures of these old Marines. Right. So eventually they're going to phase it all out to Primaris Marines. So we're going to focus on only the Primaris chapter, only the Primaris units and their roles for right now. Yeah, at some point we will go back and talk about how yeah. things used to be. I, I think we need, like, a, what do they call it, like a soundbite where we can just press it. <laughs> we will go back and go over it eventually. But, like, as of right now, we're going to yeah. try to... This is the most current yeah, and of most what's going relevant. on. Yeah. All right, so to stop it all... to Wow. To start it all off at the very head of a chapter, if uh, he happens to be alive, you have your Primarch. Yeah. And if he happens. Yeah. And has happened to return. So, one. <laughs> There's just one. Zeno's magic. <laughs> Wait, what? If, is this 40k? Seems awfully weird to... No, it's too bright. Uh, bright uh, hammer. Bright hammer. <laughs> if, yeah, if uh, your Primarch is alive, he's your number one. Yeah. Bar- barring that, <laughs> for literally 99% of the other chapters out there who mm-hmm. don't have access to their Primarch... You have your master of your chapter, or chapter master. Yeah, and we're going over, like, the typical typical things. So they do have, like, if you're a space wolf, they're called great wolves. If you're a blood angel, I think they call it commander for their their chapter master. Commander Christian. Dante? I, I'm not sure. Oh, I could be making that up. I could swear it is Commander Dante. I think that's his title, yeah. Like, that's what I always pictured, like, written well, in the code. Well, yeah. so Halbrecht's name is High Marshal. Yeah, yeah. I, exactly. Right. Like, so it, de- it's, it's the same thing. It's the same rank, but yeah. it, they have a different title for it. Yeah. yeah, so the most common one, like Eric said, is Chapter Master. And he normally is followed around by an honor guard. Yeah, and there's usually ten of the best fighters, the most selfish... Selfless... Selfish. selfish. Those selfish <laughs> bastards. In a way they are, because they're all about, like, getting the glory, the, yeah, yeah. the honor of the first kill and all that kind of... <laughs> being the best of the best... But, uh, yeah, he has, like, the honor guard, which everyone knows what an honor guard is. It's a bodyguard. Yeah, it's his bodyguard, but they are taken from the best. Yeah. uh, Because they're protecting the most important unit in their entire army. Um, Still part of the chapter headquarters, you have your reclusium, who is your lead chaplain for the entire chapter as a whole. And then below him are his chaplains that he's responsible for. Yeah. Um, in the Ultramarine Breakdown, there were 10, chap- 10 chaplains below the Reclusium, which would make sense if you were to say average, because that would be at least one per company. Yeah. This is one of the few times where I'll directly reference old uh, chapter organization, where old companies had a chaplain directly tied to each company. Yeah. So, Whereas they don't anymore. Yeah. So, but most likely they still do. It just might be a the little, structure is a little different. Yeah. They're, they're not technically, I think was before they were considered part of like the company command. Yeah. Whereas now they're just considered as like more of a company support. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so there's the, the leader of the chaplains and then 10 of them, one for each company. Yeah. 
Can we go back to Honor Guard for like two seconds? No. You want to talk about Ancients and Chapter yes. Champions? Go for it, buddy. Okay, I just... I, <laughs> I didn't know you if got, you guys were going to go... you got the mute button ready for him? <laughs> I didn't know if you guys were going to go in depth on that or not. You so can. I, I was no, waiting no, for you to fine. say something. That's fine. Uh, that's so, not worthy. Yeah, okay, so going back to the Honor Guard, usually ten, one of which will be the Chapter Champion. So he is the single best fighter in the entire chapter. Um, his job is usually to challenge the highest ranking enemy champion as well and duel with them essentially yeah uh and then the other one is the chapter ancient who's responsible for carrying the chapter's banner the colors that you know they're it's a holy relic to the entire chapter they uh they're i can't think of the word but like they they don't worship it but it's has such year yeah they revere it like so so deeply and it's such a great honor to carry yeah. that banner. It's pretty well, much like, holy. You, usually, like, yeah. the, the banner is, like, thousands. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, the Ultramarine banner is from way back during, like, the Great Crusade. Yeah, Like, it's exactly. a 10,000-year-old relic. Yeah, so that's why it's, like, so such a great honor to bear yeah. it into battle. Yeah. But it's such a heavy responsibility to carry it as well because you're not allowed to let that banner fall. Yeah, and also now you're walking around a battlefield with guns carrying a 10-foot banner, waving it around. <laughs> you kind of become a fire magnet. Yeah, so, a little bit. Great, great burden, great burden. <laughs> great burden. <laughs> yeah. So. Any, any other particular part of the honor guard you'd like to point out? No, that's all. Do you okay. want me to name each rank individually? No. I'm Can sorry. you for the new Primaris I, I ones? No, I don't know. I've never even seen Honor Guard for the new primaries yet. No. I hope no. they make some. Like, eventually they're going to have to. Like, yeah. Like, they're... Yeah, it's funny. Anyways, I won't go on track. Yeah. yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> we, we, uh, my one buddy, email. My one and we're buddy, sidetracked. Uh, <laughs> sent me like, uh, oh, I was on Reddit and Lorehammer came up and then he sent me a picture of it and it was like top five Warhammer podcasts or whatever the, the title was or whatever. And we were on there. It's like, great podcast. Often top, no, it said top tier. Top tier podcast often gets sidetracked <laughs> or something like that. That's us. <laughs> Who uh, likes kitties? The, uh, <laughs> well, I'm trying to break that stigma, guys. Come on, I got to break out. Uh, so the, I think you should just accept what you are. <laughs> uh, Jordan did. <laughs> I'm filthy, filthy Zoomka. That's me. Zoomka. You naughty old Zoomka. Um, Fuck yeah. So after the reclusium, you also have as part of your chapter headquarters your librarius, who is your chief librarian of the chapter, and then obviously he is responsible for the librarians within the chapter. Yeah. And, and the library. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of Obviously. course. And responsible for signing out books and collecting <laughs> overdue payments. <laughs> Could you imagine? Just kicking in children's doors. <laughs> <laughs> Your book is overdue. <laughs> <laughs> <That> levitates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty well that. Um, so there's a bunch of different ranks in the librarians. What is a librarian, Mark? A uh, librarian is a psyker. Uh, he's a space marine who has psychic ability. So some of them can shoot lightning. Some of them can communicate vast distances through the warp. Like each one kind of has its own specialty: pyromancy, yeah. telekinetics. You know, they all have their kind of branch stealth. of stealth. Stealth, <laughs> stealth psyker. Um, uh, you can't see me. Yeah, and and there's different ranks in it. Yeah. Um, but it's all led by the chief apoth- or chief librarian. Yes. And uh, this number, unlike the chaplain, is not set. Like, at maybe at one point in time they had a 
huge psychic outburst population or whatever, and they had 50 librarians. Well, yeah, just think about, like, a chapter who is, like, primarily psychic. Like, how would the Thousand Suns have fit into this? Well, they're it's chaos, a little different. so... Yeah. Okay, but what's another chapter that has, like... Blood fit, Right, like, a very large number of psychics yeah. in it. It just it depends on the population they're recruiting from or yeah. any given time, because yeah. the psychic gene... He's just, just, yeah. just going to be responsible for every single person yeah. who possesses that ability yeah. to be... So you might only have one, you might have 50, like... Yeah. It all depends. <laughs> How's recruitment going there, uh, Chief Librarian Johnny? Fucking sucks. <laughs> I'm the only one. Everyone's <laughs> died. <laughs> uh, after your librarius, you have your apothecarion. Uh, so these are the uh, medics. Yeah. They're the surgeons. They uh, Doctors. Doctors, yeah. Uh, researchers. Scientists. Scientists, yeah. Lovers. Ooh, <laughs> not sure. Um, <laughs> and they're led by Chief Apothecary. And then usually there is like one per company. Um, but then you also have like a bunch that are not like Battlefield. Like they're they're Battlefield capable, but they don't. They're not go. currently like on the list of yeah, Battlefield. Like exactly going because to they, fight. they're going around and collecting Space Marine recruits, doing that whole process, or they're healing wounded Space Marines or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's a set amount, but we know there's going to be at least bare minimum eleven of them. Yeah, yeah. To have anything less just would pretty much kind of seal your fate as a doomed chapter. Yeah, because if you don't, if you can't bring one into combat, you're just gonna every time a space marine dies, you're pretty much consigning his gene seed as a loss. Yeah, exactly. So, which would be devastating. Yeah, but uh, like to become apothecary. I don't know if they have actually have like union IQ level of thirty seven. You know, like they don't have any rules. Anyone could probably. Pretty sure mayonnaise has an IQ of thirty seven. I'm just saying, Eric. Okay. <laughs> it was a random number I pulled out of my butt. <laughs> so, so is that fact? I don't think mayonnaise has an IQ of thirty. It probably should not. No. No. Um, it lives. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. They're, they're the doctors, battlefield surgeons. And then another thing that has changed, actually, uh, from regular, um, like, the older chapter style is that the armory is now considered part of the headquarters, and the companies themselves don't have specific supports anymore. Yeah, like, all all the vehicles are now in the armory, including, like, dedicated transports, like the Rhino, which eventually is going to go out of production. Yep. Yeah, but even like... No, they'll just produce it for other forces. <clears throat> out of production for Space Marine yeah. use. No. Like, primary Marines can't fit at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so. I know. Just accuracy, because other people use them, too. Who? Uh, Inquisition. Yeah, and even the uh, Adeptus Arbites. Yeah, yeah, they do use rhinos. Yeah. All right, well, so yeah, so... Um, Sisters of Silence. Sisters of Battle. Sisters of Battle, yes. Yeah, yes. that was a big one. All right. Yes. So um, <laughs> let's, let's all just bring it down a little bit. Let's just talk <laughs> real, with the soothing real, tone. Real talk, guys. Real talk. <laughs> um, so the armory would include obviously all the vehicles. Yeah, but from also, Thunderhawks to land speeders, but also tech marines. Yeah, and servitors. Yeah. Um, so tech marines are you know the mechanics. They take care of all this stuff and uh, they maintain it. You know they can build. Basic weapons and make repairs. Make repairs and yeah. yeah. And this is a unset amount again. Um, who knows how many they have? But uh, I'd imagine they'd have quite a few. Like I'd say around probably the range of twenty. It's a lot. Yeah. 
Not that, enough. That's, that's not a solid number or anything. That's just like I, I guess. Could, yeah, I could see that they would have twenty. Like you yeah. know, and it, I mean, it depends chapter to chapter. Some chapters might have more vehicles, so they require more support. So yeah, will have less vehicles. And yeah, less some support. some chapters like the Iron Hands, they combine apothecaries and is it apothecaries? Apothecaries and tech marines into the same rank, I believe. Like same person. Like yeah, the tech like, marine is I responsible for. Is it chaplains? No, I think uh, chaplains are space wolves. Iron Fathers, and, right? Yeah. For Iron Hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the the chaplain and the apothecary is space wolves. I believe they do that. Okay. Yeah. They combine that role? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like some of these chapters, they have their own unique practices where they combine roles or whatever. Some chapters, they make their, like the Blood Ravens, which we've mentioned, they usually have their chief librarian as their chapter master, even. But it's not a hard and fast rule. It just seems yeah. to happen. Yeah, often. it's just it's just a rule, right? Yeah. That can technically be filled by anyone. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe not codex approved, but not yeah. heretical. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that would be the whole headquarter or the old school company command of uh, your chapter. And then after you have that, you start breaking down into your ten different companies. Yeah. And the first one. Uh, is still and was before a veteran company. So it's comprised completely of all veterans, um, and it is led by a captain. Yeah, and each captain has a different title for each company, and they're kind of in charge of different roles. We'll go over them all later, I think, just so we can ramble off a bunch and then kind of not break the flow. But each one does have like a title and a specific purpose other than for just leading the company in battle. Yeah, he is in command of two lieutenants. Yep. And then those lieutenants are responsible for the rest of the chapter. And in the first, uh, the veteran company, it actually, we had a little bit of a wonder period at this because uh, it doesn't list specific squads. So we, we wondered more if these veterans who have probably gone through multiple different roles, like maybe they get to choose at any time which kind of squad or role they plan on fulfilling as a veteran. Yeah, so in the old edition, like, you would have Stern Guard and Vanguard. You kind of had your close combat veterans and your range veterans. And uh, they're usually equipped, like, kind of... it's actually a pretty basic role. But it's, yeah. it's actually pretty basic what yeah. they were equipped where, with. Right? Where nowadays, like, all we know for the first company is it's veterans. So there could be veteran intercessors. There could be veteran reavers. And it's like... Ooh, reavers. Reavers. You Get know, them out of here. <laughs> there could be all these different types of veterans now. And to become part of the first company, you literally just have to be a veteran. And then it's like, do you leave your squad then? and go become, like, a part of the veteran squad? Does your whole squad eventually become a veteran squad and you go in? We're not quite sure. Yeah, we don't really have that kind of information out yet. I mean, the whole story behind Primaris is still pretty new. Yeah. Not as fleshed out as the yeah, old, the previous really one Yeah, it's not really thought out well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rain him in. Rain him uh, in. <laughs> but that is... Here, Mark, look at this picture of the cat. <laughs> yes, you're, you're calm. You're <laughs> go to your happy place. <laughs> There's no Primaris. There's no <laughs> Primaris. So each company will have 100 guys. Oh, yeah. That's probably important to mention. Yeah. Well, sure. Womp, womp. Yeah, so you have, like, 100, like, battle line people, and then you have, like, a small command staff of, like, three people. 
you have, like Eric said, yeah, the captain it, and two lieutenants. The command of each company is much less than previous editions. Yes. Like, the other one, they had their own, like, here's your company commander, here's his command, his honor guard, then here are your captains, then here are your sergeants. Like, it, it yeah, was... You had, like... It really each, broke each down. Each company had its own banner bearer, each company had, had its, its own, own champion, champion, its own ancient... Yeah, like, and, like, yeah. They've really, really simplified it. Uh... I don't know if that's the right way to put it. But. No, no, ruined is the correct <laughs> way. To, uh, so I love it. <laughs> the other thing that um, <clears throat> each company will have is a dreadnought stock, um, and once again, this is not a set number either. You might only have one dreadnought. You might have fifteen. You might have zero. Like it all, all depends on um, the casualty rate, essentially. Like and, and the worthiness and the availability of a dreadnought. Of yeah. a dreadnought, right? Yeah. You know. What is a dreadnought, Mark? Um, well, well, I guess we didn't really it. is a it, knot of dread. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> a war of hammer. Yeah. <laughs> no, a, a dreadnought is basically like an armored sarcophagus that yeah. can walk and shoot guns. Can, and you put a crippled space marine in who is no longer able to be like a... a battle effective. Yeah. yeah. He's either lost all his limbs and an eye, you know. It, it's, he's it's so wounded, levels. and yeah, like because space marines are so hardy, you know. You have to imagine it's significant damage, but damage that they inevitably survive or survive with the help of some kind of life support system. Yeah. They're all bundled up into this dreadnought, usually reserved for somebody who's worthy of yeah, that's the, the honor. They don't do it to anybody, yeah. it, or or even some chapters. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, go ahead. Uh, some chapters oh, even we're so put polite. It, um, I'm sorry, Mike. Go on. <laughs> does it, does it, Christian, does, you shut up. Does this uh, dreadnought thing at all seem like uh, like a government's program for handicapped people? Like the jobs, <laughs> <laughs> a jobs program. They're like, you can still serve. Yeah. <laughs> Only in death does duty end, Jordan. <laughs> Only in death. Um, some some chapters even reserve dreadnought for like a punishment. Really. Yeah, what, I, it, it's after? usually typically more uh, chaos studies, okay, or, or renegade. Astartes. So will they like maim the marine? No, 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 no. no. It, it's the the thing with being in a dreadnought is like it's it's challenging to your psychological self to be placed in like a sarcophagus and then have your whole being like linked into, into this a, being. a machine and then to live for so long. Yeah, and it's like and, at that point, do you need sleep anymore? Yeah, you know, like, you, you start to ride all... this middle ground of, like, consciousness, like, am I a machine? Am I a man? Who am I? What was <laughs> I? What do I do? You know? Yeah. There's a lot. It's very mentally taxing. Yeah. So, you know, while it's also, it's an honor and a burden, like many things Space Marines do. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, yeah. They, I, uh, something about Dreadnoughts as well, though, is um, very commonly they're actually not used and it's only in very dire circumstances that they would even use a dreadnought. Uh, dreadnoughts are actually kept in stasis for the majority of their time, and then when needed, they're like awakened from this. Uh, yeah. So I think his name was Bjorn, the fell-handed. You think or you know? I know you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, his <laughs> name was Bjorn the fell-handed, and he was like he's like a ten thousand year old dreadnought yeah, he, because he was around during Istvan Five. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was even there. There with. Lehman Russ, even. Yeah, exactly. So this this dreadnought, like, witnessed the Horus heresy and is still alive to this day, as far as I'm aware. Yep. Okay. Unless anything's changed recently. Who knows? Oh, man, I didn't read the Space Wolf. The new The Fall of Fenner stuff. No. Okay. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, So, but yes, a dreadnought is a very interesting thing. It's the, the coolest thing to me about a dreadnought has always been, like, 
all you really need is like a brain and a heart. And even that, like, maybe they don't even need a heart. Maybe they can just artificially, like, circulate blood through your brain or whatever. Like, you could be nothing more than, like, consciousness floating in goop. (laughs) You're a consciousness incarnate. (laughs) Right? With, like, wires, like, hooked up to, like, nodes in your brain. And that's how you could control it. And that's all you are. And at at that point, literally, like, your body is the the dreadnought. dreadnought. Yeah. And, I mean, a lot of these Marines are so crippled that, yeah, like, their senses are interfaced into the mm-hmm. dreadnought. Now you can remove the sarcophagus and place it into another chassis, like with arms and legs and stuff. But if that sarcophagus is damaged or breached, the occupant will likely die. Obviously. Because yeah. they're so they just can't yeah. handle outside yeah. reality. Well yeah, they're, they're just so it's like taking them off life support essentially. Nice. Good dreadnought tangent. I like it. Yeah. It's cool. Nice, sweet. Yeah. There was uh, this dreadnought. We'll do a whole dreadnought episode. There was a dreadnought <laughs> I bought once uh, from Forge World when I was really uh, when you were young when and I, naive. When I was just a little, <laughs> I one. was young. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when I was a young warthog. <laughs> um, but I bought this one from Forge World, and it was yeah. probably one of the coolest dreadnoughts I've ever seen, only because um, it had a banner on his back, and then on that banner was just like a full human-sized skeleton. I like to think that that was a dreadnought skeleton. They fl- they flayed him. <laughs> they cut him open, Took removed his, his entire <laughs> skeleton, and, and now it's a banner. Stuffed that like squishy mess into the sarcophagus. Yes. Hey, you know what? Why not? You know what? It's the 40k. Imper- the Imperium's done weirder things, right? Like, but that it was just such a cool image of this, yeah. like this regal, like uh, dreadnought walking around, just like a saint's body above him, like I don't know, blessing him or whatever. Who knows? Who cares? But it was just a cool unit. I never played with it. Never painted it. It's gone now. I have so, it now. in the fires of. You told me you didn't. You well, told I, me you cut him in half. I did. I did cut him in yeah. half. As, as do reason. all things Mark touches. <laughs> you have to test ripped the sharpness in, of his blade. Ripped in twain, <laughs> like my soul. Um, so, first company, veteran. Yeah. Second company, or actually second to fifth, these are the battle companies. Um, also run by one captain, two lieutenants, whatever dreadnoughts are floating around from those specific companies. Yeah. And the different thing about this one is that they actually have squad... Uh, denotion so they actually can see like what role yeah each playing. company has a set amount of yes X, a okay. set amount of y and a set amount of z so uh each company will have six um battle lines battle squads. line squads and these are uh the backbone of the the army they're intercessors they are equipped with like they're the new tactical marines essentially yeah they're they're the basic warrior yeah and you got 60 of them in a company or six squads yeah uh, after that, you have two close support squads. Yeah, and these consist of Reavers, which are like... Eric, is it your turn now? <laughs> I just, it's the mask. I just hate the mask a lot. The skull face? Yeah, and the... and the We all hate them. And the calf. <laughs> yeah. That calf's a weird it's muscle. All, Power all, armor. Caprice. All right. Um, and they also have interceptors, which are like a jump pack unit with like close range pistols. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy <laughs> pistols. Oh my god. That <laughs> uh, um, it's perfect. There's one more. <laughs> Jordan, this is your turn to get ready. All right. Jordan. So in this squad, Jordan, there's also two fire support squads, which are uh, aggressors. <laughs> <laughs> so that sorry. was 
was the weakest <laughs> wretch I've ever heard. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, We're just hating on stuff, Jordan. <laughs> Why am I retching? Uh, so they have they're they're consistent of aggressors and hellblasters. So those are like their heavy heavies. support. Yeah, yeah. Like that's where all, you get your plasmas. All special weapon squads yeah. or like you, you know what that is. It's a pro-con, it's a love-hate thing for me with this new Primaris. So it used yeah. to be in your regular squads, you could outfit one of them with a special weapon or two. And that had a really cool flavor to it. Yeah. But with this one, I, I also really like this because it's made it so much more uniform. Right? It's very like you get all these guys together and they're all the same. And it, it functions differently, right? You, you, it, you see it as like a little less... Um, What's it called when you can cover all the bases at once? Tactical. <laughs> it depends Strategic. what you're trying to do. If you're trying to, if you're trying to blow a hole in the wall, why do you need a guy with a chainsword? Because you don't. You need another guy with a plasma cannon. Yeah, right? I get what he's saying. It's just no, like a force yeah. multiplier. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, like, it, it, it's a lot less. Um, you you can't deal with any scenario. But what but they you do are deal much with, they more do specialized. Yeah. yeah. So like, I, would I be, have a love hate with yeah, that. One. I wouldn't be so opposed to it. If it wasn't for they, they're just so similar to the Age of Sigmar. Oh, okay. See, I don't like. I just don't like Stormcast. Yeah, like including even like their naming conventions, like intercessors, interceptors, uh, interceptors. Yeah, like I did. See, I don't even know. Yeah, but anywho, I didn't even know they were so close to that. But you do see like a similarity, even like even in size, aren't they the exact same size? They pretty much similar scale. Yeah, they're close enough. yeah. Yeah. Um, but anywho, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. there's a hundred guys, you got 60 basic guys, you got two close range guys, or 20, I mean, sorry, 20 close range guys, and then 20, like, heavy weapons types guys. Yeah. So as a com- the company as a whole, pretty, pretty solid. All right, now we start getting into the uh, reserve uh, companies. So the sixth and the seventh company are obviously... <laughs> Both have a captain. Both have two lieutenants. Yeah, and then they are like made up of ten battle line squad reserves. So, a hundred intercessors. And the point of all these reserve squads is reserved reserves. Like you know, your battle line companies are right. Like there's a parking spot and it's reserved, so they take the spot. So for the next guy to come in, yeah, I get it. That's a way complex way of explaining. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like the the battle companies are the ones uh, doing the majority of fighting. And then when they're taking casualties, the reserves company are sent in to reinforce the losses. Right. Yeah. Pretty pretty self-explanatory. Pretty self-explanatory, yeah. but... Uh, also, the next reserve company, 8th, also a captain, also two lieutenants, and this time it's made of 10 close support squads. So, once again, reavers are interceptors. Yep. And whatever dreadnoughts were, are... Um, that are linked to that yeah. company. Because if you become a Dreadnought uh, while you're a part of the 6th company, you stay part of the 6th company yeah. forever. Yeah. Right? As far as I'm aware. Yeah. So same thing. If you become a Dreadnought while you're part of the 1st company, you stay part of the 1st company forever. Yeah. All right. Ninth company, also reserve. One captain, two lieutenants, ten fire support squads. And a partridge in a pear tree. And yeah, once again, it's uh, Hellblasters and Aggressors that are consistent. So whether they do a 50-50 split, 
who knows? It might even depend uh, on the. That chapter. would depend so, on the chapter. I would assume. Like, I would do too. they prefer using Hellblasters or do they prefer? Yeah, using I, w- I would imagine like the Codex Astartes, the typical way is a fifty-fifty split. But like, yeah, you're definitely right. Some chapters might really like aggressors, like Salamanders. They yes. love the aggressors with the flamestorm gauntlets. Like, yeah, they just yeah. fucking love fire. So they probably have like bunch all of pyros. bunch of pyros. Uh, the tenth company is a little bit of yeah, wondering we were, for us. Yeah, we were trying to figure this out too. So, obviously a captain, obviously two lieutenants, but we don't really know how scouts fit into Primaris yet. Or if they are scouts? Yeah, like... Theoretically... It would make sense to me that they're still scouts. They still have scouts, because they're just implanting new organs. Right. So the beginning processes of becoming a space marine, at least in my opinion so far, until GW writes something different... Yeah. You're going to have to assume that that's the way things are. That, that's what we're leading towards, too. Yeah. The only thing is we don't have any description of how a scout functions now because it's completely changed. There's yeah. no description yeah. of any kind of war gear. Are they active on yeah. the battle yeah. line? Yeah, could they be like held in reserve until they're ready to yeah, know, go on like, the front lines? Yeah. Do they wait completely until they're ready to join yeah. a reserve? And yeah. So we haven't really found an answer for that one yet. Yeah. But... But we'll keep looking, and we'll get back to you when we know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that is a very basic mock-up of ten Primaris companies. Now, obviously, there are chapters who mix between Primaris and Space Marines. Those function, obviously, a little different. Yeah. But most things, there's enough crossover for you to understand what would go where. Yeah, like, we were talking... I don't know if we mentioned in the last episode if it got cut, but we were saying like the the percentage of old Marines versus Primaris Marines in the current fluff. We were just taking rough guesstimates. Who knows if it's written down anywhere or whatever. But there's been 200 years that the Primaris have been around. And in some of the heaviest fighting the Imperium has ever known. Yeah, like Horus Heresy level fighting where they're losing like thousands of Space Marines in battles. Like... Like, they would take, like, Imperial Guard-level casualties in battles, you know? Like, Whoa, whoa, don't get it. Maybe not. Don't get carried away. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Apologize right now. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so, like, you would imagine that, like, you know, 80% of the chapters have been wiped out. Like, and even some of the most significant chapters, like the Space Wolves and Blood Angels, have been written in that, you know, they've taken heavy casualties in there. In their encounters. Yeah. You know? So what what heavy is actually officially defined as, we're not sure. But, like, well, a, it's, t- a safe bet would be, like, 30% of the Marines are the old Marines. And if the that, because they just, they've stopped making them. That's the thing. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, if you were able to make both, then, yeah, you could assume 50-50. But yeah. it's just, they're not making them anymore. Yeah. And so, it, it's not like they're not fighting. No. Right? They're not being like, oh, we're endangered species now, so don't fight anymore. They're yeah. still going into the thick of it. They'll yeah. fight themselves into extinction. Yeah. Which is both noble and sad. Yes. More <laughs> depressing than anything. <laughs> yeah. But, uh. Maybe, like, in new codexes, they're like, oh, we're going to have the fifth company all just dedicated to Old Kron. But not, not Old Kron, but Old Marines. <laughs> you get out of here. You. Mm. Like, you know, and, and that way, because the old Space Marines, they can't keep up with the new Space no. Marines. Like, physically, they I mean, can't do it. Yeah. Like, Emotionally. <laughs> Sexually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, their prowess. So, like, <laughs> it, to me, it would make sense that they round up all the old ones, they put them in a company, and they put like, them in a room, ki- and then just kill, kill, <laughs> <laughs> launch them into space, <laughs> into the sun. No, <laughs> crown them into dust, grind their bones into dust, <laughs> and launch them into the sun. But once again, that's kind of all just speculation on our part. Yeah. Um, but we don't have the information yet. Yeah. Soon, TM. Uh, okay, so I think after this, Mark, you wanted to go over the different captain titles for us? Yeah, so uh, I'll let you know and then a brief description of kind of what they are and what company. So the first No, don't worry, Mark. I'll, I'll say the definition. Okay. <laughs> I know everything that's going on. You tell me what it is. I'll tell, the, I'll tell you what they do. Okay, first company, Mandrake. He likes oranges. <laughs> is that not a thing? No, he's no. he's the he's the master of the oranges. He's responsible for the orange distribution in the making, chapter, <laughs> making sure there's no vitamin C deficiencies. <laughs> there was a scurvy outbreak in the 35th millennium, and then no, go back. So the first company captain is the regent. So he will usually be like. The, the face of the chapter, you know, he's going to go to all the, the, the meetings that the Imperial Guard are having. He's going to, he's the face of the chapter. So it's, he's kind of like the chapter master's right hand man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, n- cause no one else on the honor guard would fill that role. They're too no. busy being bodyguards. So and, and he, and they might not have that. he's literally the captain of the veterans. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if anyone's in line next to be chapter master, it's that guy. Usually. Yeah. But not in all cases. And kid- I'm just using logic, bud. I'm, I'm just saying. Yes, though, you are right. Yeah, in most cases, and you can assume that it would be him next in line. All right, Mark. Company uh, number two. Master of the Watch. Ooh, that's that's a Dark Angel thing. Nope. Yep. Only Dark Angels have Masters of the Watch, fuck, and they are watching fuck, 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 fuck. the dark. <laughs> they are the Dark Watchers. <laughs> If every room gets dark, they run in there. They, they kick that they open. They're like, down. hey, it's really dark in this room. There's heresy going on. <laughs> we may or may not want to join. Um, they're usually in charge of, like, the home world. Like, not that they're always stationed there. And a lot of these titles are, are just kind of titles. Like, And in some cases, too, it could also take on, like, if the chapter lords over a, a world or a set of worlds, they might take a practical world and, like, the administration of a planet. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So right it, could, down it could be, yeah. It could be everything and, from just a title yeah. with no real significance to literally being in charge of like yeah, governing I, that I would world. assume that like um, my, my understanding of it more is when the Imperium come and, comes and liberates your planet liberates well obviously. missiles of liberty <laughs> <laughs> when, when missiles of liberty <laughs> you see a no picture Christian, we're not going to kill you at the end of <laughs> a picture of a missile and it freezes frame and on it it says for your freedom <laughs> uh, but no like when if they were ever to uh, get a planet and get it into compliance like th- they are responsible for making sure it complies with imperial commands maybe maybe until the administratum is able to send like a more human person to me, uh, it would be an interesting role to me that there is like a space marine who is much more involved in civilian affairs yeah yeah and again chapter to chapter yeah yeah like ultramarines would have that Definitely. For sure, yeah. yeah. Were, yeah. They're Marines responsible for probably world, massacre yeah. their own yeah. planet. <laughs> so the next one, third Just company, Master of the Arsenal. Mm, yes, the, or as I like to call it, Master oh, of God. the Arse. <laughs> yes. 
and anal, obviously. <laughs> master. master of the arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's just uh, responsible for that. He uh, goes around and he gives everyone a battle. little butt tap. Good job. Yeah. Good, Good job, job, soldier. Good, Good job. job. <laughs> Sounds about right. Locker, All right, we're good. Room. Next, next company. <laughs> no, sorry, Mari. No, no, I love it. That's good. Uh, um, they're in charge of like ammunition stores and keeping track of like. Oh, we have eighty-seven bolt guns. Like, and they're in track of. Keeping. We prefer to call them uh, Liberty Launchers. <laughs> we have eighty-seven Liberty Launchers. You can have a Liberty Launcher. Eighty-seven grenades have- of freedom. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. The, the next one, fourth company, is Master of the Fleet. It's pretty, pretty good. He just sets the, all the, he does all the races. <laughs> he may, he's the one who judges all the races that all the, the chapter participates in. Make, makes sense. He sees who's the fleetest. <laughs> the fleetest of foot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, he's in charge of the fleet, the, the spaceships that they have from, you know, now, do you the battle cruisers too. Um, because they used to have, like, humans who were, like, part of the um, consular, like, yeah. way back in Legion time, yeah. right? And they were, like, the masters of the fleet. And they uh, were responsible for, like, the people on it and pi- and steering and piloting and captaining the ship. Do you think he's taken that role? Yes. Yes and So no. you think he, like, commands where the ships go? Some ships yeah. have a space marine captain even in the Legion days. It depends on, really? on the yeah. ship okay. itself, yeah. But yeah, definitely now, like the Space Marines are running their own ships. Yeah, just because they're so few and their fleets are so much smaller than these. Yeah, like they only have like, you know, five to ten if they're lucky ships. Mm. So even to have a a captain or I mean a Space Marine captaining each ship, it's not, not that really, big a deal. No, no. like yeah, uh, Master of the Marches. Yep, makes sense. When so, they need someone to march around, this guy... No, 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 they're only in charge in it. the month of March. <laughs> only in the month of March, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're in charge of overseeing, like, the chapter's deployment. So they're kind of like, second company's going to deploy here, third company's going to deploy here. Um, they're also, um, like, really good at logistics and stuff, so they just... It sounds like, it sounds like it would take a... Obviously, they're all going to take a tactical mind. Yeah. But he just probably has, like, a really good understanding of each unit's, like, specific, like... Yeah. Uh, their good things and their bad things. And yeah, where exactly. They know where to deploy what for the most juice. Right. What the most bang for Yeah, them. and they might even have, like, a personal, like... The sergeant is particularly good. Right, no, that's what, I, that's what yeah. I more meant. He would understand what each one has, like, as at a personal level, yeah. not yeah. even not necessarily just like just as an intercessor. Level. This is yeah. how they would go. Yeah. yeah. Next one is Master of the Rights, and he's of the Sixth Company. Well, I mean, that one's pretty obvious. He's a lawyer. No, Defending he, he just... Defending the rights of... <laughs> space <laughs> Marines. <laughs> and when he has to fight, he just uses his right hand. <laughs> Is it right, like R-I-G-H-T or R-I-T-E? Second one. Okay. Oh, it's R- like their rights. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, like a ritual. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. They're in charge hmm. of all that. Not what That's I was what thinking. thinking. <laughs> uh, the next one... There are no human rights in 40K. <laughs> there are no human rights, but there are space marine rights. <laughs> The next next one is the chief victular. Victorial. <clears throat> That's about food, isn't it? Victuals. Victorial. How do you say it, Christian? I don't know. I actually Let's don't see. even know. Yeah, that is victualier. Victualier, guys, come on. Victualier. Victualier viller. And honestly, <laughs> I have no idea what this one would There's be. There's no link for it. No. Interesting. Google it. I'll Google it. You keep talking. Yeah. Uh, eighth company, Lord Executioner. I have no idea. 
No? I'm I'm stuck on that one. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, Rick. Um, so there... Is it because he's so execute? Oh, my God. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> um, so they're usually like, wow, well, as the name implies, executioners. If Maybe if a space marine did something t- totally egregious, he would be in charge of executing them. But he's also in charge of, like, um the company that's made up of like the close combat guys so like reaver like the and... reserve one yeah yeah so he would like number eight yeah like he's in charge of like these like brutal, oh that like, makes more sense because yeah, so everything maybe, they do is like an execution yeah right? so maybe like if there was like a particularly uh foe that has dishonored them he would be the guy to like go in there and like claim back the honor gotcha okay okay i found a definition of victuler it is one L though, so I don't know if it implies Uh-oh. the same thing. That's just low gothic, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it it was a supply ship, um, but the actual definition of today is a person who's licensed to sell alcoholic <laughs> liquor, or <laughs> a person providing or selling food or other provisions. Yeah, victual or like victual. So he's like is... the master of the mess hall kind of thing. Yeah. Sure, okay. Distributes sure. alcohol and food. And he's the chief. Every <laughs> army runs on alcohol and food. <laughs> I mean, supplies is like your the number one thing that makes your army go. Yeah, you need munitions. An army marches on its stomach. Napoleon Bonaparte, Get filthy Frenchy. Never heard of him. <laughs> Don't worry, he was that? it. It irrelevant. Went over his head. <laughs> it went over his head anyway. So uh, next we have Ninth Company, Master of Relics. So interesting. Lots of companies have been around for thousands of years, and they've you know got these crazy crazy relics like it could be a tank that has survived for 10,000 years and it's just like been in so many battles yeah, and have and like the old tech which is the good tech yeah you know the good tech and he's in charge of like them <laughs> yeah and uh, uh where would you normally find all the relics of a chapter in the armory or the reliquary or the reliquary depends uh, on the relic that's itself. what i was looking for okay so, <laughs> like, you're yeah. not gonna find a tank in the relic <laughs> says who the room size. <laughs> Say that to... What's Helbrecht's ship called? The Eternal Crusader. Eternal Crusader. That thing's massive. Yeah. He could fit a tank fit in his reliquary <laughs> if he wanted. You uh, don't tell him what to do. Build a new wing. <laughs> For my new tank. The next <laughs> one. <laughs> 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 you guys, if you guys have oh, seen yeah. that like YouTube thing oh. of him... It, it's such a terrible voice it's for him. From the audiobook. Yeah, the uh, audiobook, which is really cool and totally worth watching. I've watched it like 30 times. Um, and 10th Company, Master of Recruits. <laughs> Let that be the last time you take a blow unanswered. <laughs> he sounds like he's missing half his throat. Yeah, good thing he's not in the entire book. Eh? Otherwise, that, it would really put you out of It would place. be annoying, yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, so Sorry, 10th Company Mark? Master of Recruits. Makes complete sense. Yeah, straightforward. Yeah. Um, there is one other rank that... Uh, Ooh, do tell. Um, <laughs> who knows where it takes the spot of, but it is pretty common, and it's the Master of Signal. Signaling. Like, like literally, like, like signaling? Yeah. Like, as in, like, red means stop, green yes, means go? Yes, sir. Odd. <laughs> That's why it's another rank, not... It's not... It's not that important. It's like, <laughs> it's like if ever there's a space marine that had like trouble like listening to orders, it's like, uh, Iconius, go see the master of signaling, because clearly you've forgotten what red means versus what green means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he goes for his punishment. So, um, like, all, all these titles... Oh, yeah. yeah. What's that? 
just in charge of comms. Yeah. I just wanted to yeah. clarify no, that. Yeah, That's yeah, not yeah. actually what you thought. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, you there, mean it's not what he is? Oh. There are a bunch of chapters out there. <laughs> and uh, each one of them can come up with their own terms. I'm just going to ramble off some Blood Angel one just for fun. Yeah, cool. I'm not going to go the, into any They detail. have a lot more flavor when they're done by chapter specific. Yeah. Uh, like they have the Shield of Bale, Master of Sacrifice, Keeper of the Arsenal, Caller of the Fires, Lord of Skyfall, Master of Sieges, Wardens of oh, the Hold Gate. on, Lord of Skyfall is uh, James Bond. <laughs> yeah, he's the Lord of it, yes. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's in the Blood Angels army. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So, but, like, you can have any anything, really. Master of Arms, Lord of Burning Skies, <laughs> Spear of McCraig is another one. Like, yeah. You know. It, it, the, obviously, the chapter, like, is allowed to add as much or take away as much as yeah. they want, right? Yeah. As long as they're not deemed hereticus. Yeah. What... That covers that. What next? Uh, next is company colors. So we're gonna k- talk about like their their coloring and their heraldry for a bit. Um, Space Marines don't believe in camouflage. No, sir, they do not. And, and they take pride in their colors to the point where most of them were like after a battle, repolish their armor, make sure everything or reapply paint, right? Yeah, unless you're Death Guard. Most chapters, yeah. not all. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, a good example to think of like medieval knights, right? Like displaying their heraldry prominently on the battlefield. As a sign of like honor. Honor and also to help people identify you. Yeah. Right. So the first company on like, if you look at a space marine on their shoulder pads, they have a piece of trim. Then they got the flat part that's their actual. Which shoulder pad? Both. Okay. And this color will designate what company you are a part of. So if you're in the first company, you have a white trim. If you're in the second, you have yellow or gold. <coughs> Third, you have red. Fourth, you have green. Fifth, you have black. Sixth, you have orange. Seventh, you have uh, like a pinkish, reddish maroon, maybe? What, Eric's what, colorblind. What color does you, it say? It doesn't say any. It just oh, it's just a color? color? It looks gray to me. Are you actually colorblind? Yes, but I don't want to talk about it. I like, to be, the, I like to be the one to share that, Mark. <laughs> You've shared it. Um, I'm also colorblind. I don't see black people. <laughs> uh, nope, not high-fiving that one. I'll take you up on that. <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> nope. White. I, I, I don't see race. <laughs> Question? No. No, not at all. Oh, okay. okay. Not at all. Um, so the eighth company has gray. Uh, like then, real gray? <laughs> yeah. Okay. The ninth is a blue, and the scout company is white. It also, they don't have a trim, so... Okay, that's what I was going to say, because first company is yeah. white. Yeah, so it, but, it's yeah, really Yeah, the scout more company tr- doesn't have actual shoulder pads. Yeah, they do, they just don't have, like, the trim. They oh. have shoulder pads. But yeah, they don't have a trim. They don't, they're not really designated. Okay. So depending on the company, the trim on your shoulder pad will be painted that color. Then the other big key heraldry piece is your chapter symbol, and that will always be on your left shoulder. Um, and the higher up in the ranks, the more like crazy your symbol starts to look. So potentially. What, what goes on your right shoulder then? Your right shoulder will be your squad markings. Right, so that's the, the difference between intercessors, interceptors. Yeah. All of those have a different marking that would appear on your right shoulder. Yeah. So, so you can tell, like, even if someone wasn't holding a gun, yeah. you would be able to tell what squad they're in. Yeah, what company they're what, from. And what company they're from. And just by colors and probably symbol on their right shoulder, you'd be able to tell what chapter they're from. Yeah. So, um, 
something else though, is there a way to tell squads specifically in companies? Yes. Like if you have like multiple each, yeah, battle yeah. line squads. Yeah. Okay. Um. So inside the squad symbol. Mm-hmm. So if you're like a battle line squad and intercessor, you have like the the arrow. Inside that symbol, you'll have one, two, okay. three, so four, what, depending what, on your... What would be the symbol for intercessors? Uh, it would be that pointed arrow. So it's an arrow going up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, usually it's up. Sometimes it's two arrows pointing in opposite directions. Yeah, I have seen that Is as it really? Well. <clears throat> that yeah. was the old heresy yeah. symbol for yeah. tactical. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what would be an interceptor symbol? Um, they're, they're close range, so they would have, like, think an X, but an arrow on the end of each X. Gotcha. Uh, aggressors, uh, so they're like the the long range support or the fire support, and they would have like what's the symbol on a space or a Spartan shield like the lambda? Lambda, yeah, yeah. It's it's a V upside down V. Okay, uh, hell blasters, uh, same upside down V. Okay. Oh, really? Aggressors and Hellblasters have the same one? They're they're both fire support. Right? Yeah, they are. It means yeah. heavy support. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so interesting. So you actually wouldn't be able to tell an aggressor or a hellblaster apart just you by would staring be able at to well, their armor. Is different. Is oh, okay. Different. Yes, yeah. and then reavers themselves. They're they're the the X with arrows on the end, and you could tell them apart from because they look really dumb because they have skull masks. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> and also have different power armor. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, um, so the other there's a couple other marks. Like they have tons of markings. Like sometimes they put like campaign badges on their knee or squad markings on their knee. Like they have tons of different. And in crazy cases, they'll have personal heraldry. Heraldry too. Yeah. If, yeah. Like captains know. will usually have a a little shield, a besague, some would say, on their. Who. Uh, so mm, that is what it's called. Yeah, <laughs> and they'll have like their personal heraldry on it. Okay. Uh, the other one to note is veterans will have. Is it like the? Is it called the Iron Cross? Like, like obviously it's called the Crux Terminatus. It's not quite an Iron Cross, but, but it's very it's similar. Very similar yeah. Like if you're trying to get a general picture of it, that's what it kind of. Looks <laughs> yeah, like. it's a it's, a, so it's where, an even side. Where does cross, that one go? Um, so that would go on your squad symbol. So like. On top of so you no no because like in in the veteran company mm-hmm. there is no that is least, your symbol yeah. yeah that becomes your squad symbol yeah. well because in the old school veteran company you were all technically either Stringard or Vanguard and yeah. you knew exactly, but in the new one now in the you're, new one it's changed a little bit so we don't so, know exactly yeah maybe to combine it like I I don't know for sure yeah but. so the heraldry on the veteran company is a little iffy yeah. so yeah. and then like. Often they have, like, depending on the chapter, once again, but we'll just give a couple other examples that are pretty common. Like, usually captains will wear, like, a cape with their company color on it. Um, some guys will have helmet crests if you're a sergeant. like Or even, like, a what's the crest that's just painted differently? Yeah. Like, the, the helmet some, is painted differently. Yeah, even. some chapters have red helmets to distinguish sergeants right. or white helmets to distinguish veterans. Like, it all varies chapter to chapter. And yeah. it, it, this blood angels are really change the color of their helmet based on what role. Yeah, they're like in. So devastator like, or heavy support is yellow. Yeah, like the whole helmet will be that color. Is yeah, it yellow or blue. Yellow. Um, I don't know specifically. And then like their their close range support is blue, and then like their uh, battle line is just red. Yeah. So that's something to me that I actually always really liked about Space Marines was that they were so detailed in how they looked that you could build their chapter and yeah. like paint it like perfectly yeah. and I actually thought that was always a really cool thing like, yeah. and also the rules are so set that you can work within them yeah. to create your own chapter and still have it be like perfectly done and yeah. I always thought that was really no, cool I, yeah it's awesome for yeah. sure 
But uh, I think that's really kind of gives you the, the idea of it. Like, when we go into episodes where we're actually talking about specific chapters, we'll tell you more. Yeah, because every chapters. chapter is going to be a little bit different from yeah. the next. So, yeah. obviously, the, <clears throat> yeah. there's no one-size-fits-all for this. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, anything else when it comes to markings or heraldry or... Um... No, no, I don't think so. I guess there's maybe one other thing. Okay. I haven't seen it on Primaris Marines, but on Old Marines, they used sergeants used to have back banners with like the squad symbol or iconography on like a back banner that would like hang off their backpack. Yeah. Not always. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, for a second, I thought you meant like pole that goes up, but no, this goes down and hangs over top of their backpack, right? Like the little cloth. Or no, are you talking no, about the one that goes, goes up? on I'm their back? About, like the, yeah. Okay, like yeah. the pole. Yeah, back yeah. banner. Oh. Yeah. As yeah. the name suggests. <laughs> the banner? <laughs> on, on your back. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's something else to note. All right, well, if that's the case, let's talk about individual squads and what they will use. Uh, so the first one we're going to talk about are intercessors. And it, you know, a lot of these, like, it's going to be really quick, pretty standard, but an intercessor uses a combat blade, a bolt pistol, a bolt rifle, which is different than a bolt gun. Yeah. Slightly better. Yeah. Thank you, Call. They can also use bolt carbines and bolt stalkers, I believe. Yeah. Each one kind of has a slightly different role. Uh, yeah, slightly different profile. One of them, I yeah, think, is heavy. And one of them, I think, is assault, assault and rapid yeah. fire, I think. Yeah. Um, and then they wear Mark Ten Tacticus armor. Yeah, and so that's we kind of went over their role. Like they're the frontline soldiers. They they're kind of equipped for every situation type thing. Like they they all have the same war gear, and they can just yeah, they're good at most situations. Yeah. Uh, the next would be interceptors, and these guys carry assault bolters. So, what is an assault bolter? Because it's not a, something you've I've seen before it's a compact heavy bolter wielded single-handedly usually one in each hand so is now it, why is it actually described For the lulls? science <laughs> is it actually described as a heavy bolter yeah and the profile is a heavy bolter yeah yeah like i get the profile is so back, i wonder if it's actually described <laughs> for comparison's sake yeah old heavy bolters are as the name suggests heavy so they're very large fire they larger bigger caliber than like a chest of, bolt round yeah. yeah and it like it a spacer to wield it two-handed. Have had a, a backpack backpack feed, feed with ammunition because it used so like shoots so quickly. Um, so they've found a way to make that small enough to fit. In Miniaturization one technology. Yeah, it's <laughs> we Joker, call it a it's mini the Jokeros. <laughs> Jokeros. The Jokeros. The Jokeros. Right, Mark. <laughs> they helped. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, so it's, uh, it's bullshit. That's what it is. It's <laughs> bullshit. Uh, they also use plasma exterminators, which are. Um, they're just like handheld. They're they're not quite a pistol, but they're not quite a rifle. Okay, they're they're not plasma miniaturized plasma cannons, are they? They might be. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> like, it, it hurts. <laughs> it's fucking bad. Uh, they also have jump packs. Yep. Yeah. And they are equipped with Mark Ten Gravis armor. Yeah. So you can kind of think their tactical use just they got jump packs. Maybe they're good at deep striking. You know, the Thunderhawk or the Overlord flies over the. <laughs> Over a fortress, drops all these guys in, and yeah. you know they fly down, they shoot. Like, Capable of like doing like heavy, heavy damage. Yeah, uh, obviously yeah, you good land at breaching in, walls. You, yeah, you land in, you just do 
terrible, terrible damage. Terrible, terrible. You know. Can we also talk about the armor for a second? Sure. So it is modified than the regular Mark Ten. So these are all variations of the Mark Ten. All Primaris Marines use a version of Mark Ten, and these ones also have like uh, leg supports to help them absorb impacts from falling from great heights. Yeah, so they that's look like why you're stilts. Yeah, you'll see them. They'll to like clip into those. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all right. Sense. Aggressors use bolt storm gauntlets. Power fists. They're they're basically power fists with uh, bolters under underslung. Yeah. Looks like the fists of McCraig. Yeah, sure. No, no, I mean, no. That's that's. It's what I think of when I hear like power fists. With... I I'm, I had that tone because I don't think that that's what that weapon's called. But yeah, oh. I know. I was thinking the same thing. I think is it the gauntlets of Ultraman? Oh yeah, that's what yeah, it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Fists Eric, of McCraig. What's Eric, the difference? Eric. Same. If you thing. don't know, don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I should just leave the podcast. <laughs> Um, they also have flame gauntlets. So, similar thing. They got a power fist with a flamer underslung. Yeah. That's, like, a much more common thing you'd see on, like, dreadnoughts, right? Yeah. Is, uh, did it used to be on, like, regular marines as well? I've never seen them before. They had one with a melted version. Yeah. But, I mean, I was don't know. Is that, like, more of a combi thing where it was just, like, a one-off? Or was it... I've only ever seen it on a one-off like, situation. Y- but. Yeah, they used to be, like, specialized weapons, but... Right. Now they're not. Okay, Pretty now it's just regular mass, mass production. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, they also have frag storm grenade launchers. Uh, these are usually like uh, mounted on their back, and it's just like I, rocket. I actually pods. really like that they have like these back mounted like pods on their yeah. back now. Like yeah. to me, I'm like, yeah, why yeah. wouldn't you do that? Sure, you yeah. put a banner up there, or you could put grenades, or you could put a cyclone missile launcher, or you could put a cyclone <laughs> missile launcher. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. No. You know. <laughs> uh, these guys are equipped with a Gravis pattern power armor. Yeah, uh, it's just a little heavier looking. It like does it, look a little bulkier. Yeah, its head is more encased. Yeah, um, it's almost like a cross between. It's like a half step to Terminator armor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it, not quite. What it's like is like if a Terminator had sex with. Uh, yeah. yeah. What are they uh, called? Centurion? Centurion armors. Eh, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you can picture the sex or. <laughs> Like, yeah, we can. What I do in my free time is my own thing. (laughs) 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 All right, uh, Hellblasters, they are equipped with bolt pistols. Can we go back to the other guys? Aggressors, they're just made to be, like, right in the the very center of your battle line, and, uh, like, they're your pushing forward unit. The spear tip? Yeah, exactly. They are, like, a cross between Devastators and Terminators. Yeah. 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 Interesting role. Yeah. Uh, Hellblasters, they are come equipped with a bolt pistol uh, and a plasma incinerator. Heavy bolt pistol. Hmm? No. No, no, no. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oof. It's you just were, a regular I was wrong. bolt pistol. Oh, I will leave you the better podcast. shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will commit seppuku at the end of this episode <laughs> to atone for their sins. Can we use one sword and just drive it through the, the four <laughs> of us? Just line up. Well, just for, like... For economy's sake, you know, in this economy, you can't <laughs> we can only afford one samurai yeah. sword, <laughs> and it'll snap by the time it gets past the first person. Because they're shit. Because they're not good. Because <laughs> they're shitty swords Come. made by <laughs> people. <laughs> well, no, they're made by no. shitty people. They're made by white people who think they're Japanese. The that's Japanese true. swords are sweet. Yeah, but. They're also bad swords, but that's yeah. just metal. That's just Neither the metal's here, fault. Neither there. Yeah, and actually it was over there. It wasn't here. <laughs> that's, it wasn't here. It was over there. 
The Japanese sword manufactured in China. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> um, all right. Outrageous. Okay. Hellblasters. Hellblasters, yes. So plasma incinerators, is that better than a regular plasma rifle? Yeah. <laughs> that all right next. That, thank everything's, you. Mark. Everything's better. But like, what the actually though the thing that's worth noting about the plasma that Primaris uses is apparently it's much more stable. So old school plasma could it had as a rule on tabletop at least called gets hot, where it could overheat on like a roll of a one or something right, and yeah. it would blow up in their hands and do damage to the unit around you. So it's kind of a double edged sword when you were using it. Yeah, it could it's can do a lot of damage, or it could backfire. Right, or it could backfire and explode and do damage around you. But, but yeah, this like, new plasma, it has no ability to do that. No, no, it can. St- you can still overload it, but you can choose to overload it. It has two weapon profiles. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But it would. It, will it ever do damage to people around you? No, just to the wielder. Oh, okay. Which is just like the old... Oh, version. okay, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they have the Tacticus armor. So whatever. same as the Intercessors. Yeah. Up next, we got Reaver. Uh, so Hellblasters, like... You can kind of assume what they're used for due to their weaponry, like their heavy support. Yeah, you know, if a tank comes rolling up, you call in the Hellblasters to take it out, or heavy enemy infantry. Yeah, uh, Reavers—they're equipped with heavy bolt pistol, not to be confused with bolt pistols, mm-hmm. not to be confused with bolt guns, yeah, not to be confused with bolt heavy, carbines, right? Not or to be, heavy bolters, or, or heavy bolters. assault bolters. Not to be confused with any of those Bolt things. rifles. Nope, none of those. Yep. Maybe heavy bolters? Wait, what was the first one? <laughs> <laughs> um, so they got a heavy bolt pistol they, uh, or a bolt carbine, <coughs> a combat knife, and they got Mark 10 Phobos armor. They, an interesting thing is that in order to wield the bolt carbine, they actually have to give up the bolt pistol and the combat knife. Yeah, it's like a little heavier. Yeah. It's... No, that's it just, is what it is. Mark. It is awful. <laughs> um, and I actually I, don't mind that personally. What giving up the combat knife and the oh no no I, I'm I'm more mad about naming conventions oh, and I how see. there's now a thousand different weird bolters. Wait, but there already were a thousand different weird. But bolters. they're ultimately all were just bolters. Like now they're all like uniquely different and. Uh, don't confuse your heavy bolt gun with your heavy bolters. Sure, and, like, I can and, see that. And, like now it's just like so many weird. Yeah, but that's like showing someone, hey, here's a bolt gun, and they're like, oh, cool. What does it fire? And you're like, well, one of thirty different kinds of rounds, per chance, that all do different things, perhaps, maybe. <laughs> right, like. Honestly, like, I didn't even know there were, like, it, it took me a long time to find out there were just different kinds of bolter rounds, and that some would, like, negate cover, and some were good for night, and some were good for this, and some were good for that. <laughs> it just took a long time. That accent. <laughs> kind of what edited. accent is that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me and Marty. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Yeah, and so Reavers are meant to be terror squads, even more terrifying than an already terrifying eight-foot-tall super soldier shooting semi-automatic rocket or full-automatic rocket launchers at you. But these guys are even more terrifying because they kill you when you're not looking and they got a <laughs> skull helmet on. It's fucking retarded. 
It's fucking they, brutal, man. They are described as, like, what, being really good at getting in unseen or something? Yeah, they like, take on a scout role. Their armor is a lot lighter than the other armors. Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't know use, if it actually effectively is lighter. It just looks thinner just and looks, smaller. It just it would be lighter because it looks like there's less pieces. Yeah. 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 Uh, but they also use grav shoots. For dropping in stealthily and terrifying the enemy. <laughs> and grab, and, Unheard and unseen. Yeah. <laughs> And grapnel Leaving launchers. only dead bodies. Terrified dead bodies <laughs> to hide. Like, Someone comes by and sees the dead body. Hmm. Clearly that one died scared. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be honest. Like, in 40k, if a guy wearing a skull helmet came running at you. Yeah. That's not terrifying. You've probably in seen 40K? worse. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, hold in on. 40k? Are, what world are you on? Yeah, it depends. Any. No. Uh, feudal world? They're, they're loyalists. You're screwed. They're loyalists, though. So. Feudal? You've no, never, no, you, no, no, no. Like, okay. Reavers are loyal. Sorry, sorry. Wait, they're going to be medieval. They're medieval. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Medieval I, I know what you're saying. Right. But here's the thing. Reavers aren't going to medieval human worlds <laughs> killing, killing peasants. We're killing them. <laughs> they're killing Xenos who have faced the horrors of the galaxy. You don't know that. <laughs> I agree with you, Eric. <laughs> right. Sure, it might happen. So there are going to be some And people. they will be terrified. And, and just... Those peasants will be terrified. <laughs> whether you're wearing a, a, a scary skull mask or the fact that you're firing a fucking explosion gun that is magic and they have are, no fucking comprehension of are it. There They're going to be terrified no matter what. Having a skull mask and be like, look how terrifying I am in 40k Are there retarded. Imperial Guardsmen... It's retarded. Aren't Reavers, like, smaller than Space Marines? No, they're full on. Oh, they are? Yeah. Uh, their armor is smaller. That's how would, they look. Oh, okay. Yeah. Would do you think there's guardsmen that sometimes get scared of the horrors that they see out there? Absolutely. Okay. Good thing they're fighting beside the guys that are. Would you consider? <laughs> so, <laughs> if anything, they're terrifying the guys that so, they're supposed to be helping. So, you think that Tau feel no fear? No, I'm just saying that. You think that a dire avenger feels I, no? No, fear. no. Here's the thing. So. On the scale of terrifying things in the galaxy, they're not terrifying. So you say that. I'm, the book I'm reading right now, like, yeah. it describes an, an encounter with space marines. And he, like, so the the exarch that yeah. is... And they written. say they're terrifying to behold. They're not wearing a fucking skull helmet. So they already are ter- fucking terrifying. Terror can increase. You either shin your pants or you're not. Or you're <laughs> you either so much you, you that either you're... fled or you didn't. You're either firing or you're not. But that's that's it's like, a falsehood. You're no man. I, like yes. to to have a skull helmet and be like, look how ter- we are known for being terrifying because we have a skull. It's silly. In 40k, it's silly. There are I, so many terrifying things. There's fucking fungus that are can grow up to be 20 feet tall. They run around yelling. Obscenities. <laughs> like it, it, like you, you're hitting people with chain weapons. That it, <laughs> a regular guy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just not a terrifying thing. Like it, but it, it is though. It sh- shouldn't be, and it isn't in the grand scheme. I'm going to use this as a segue into yeah. the topic of transhuman dread and space marines because it seems appropriate for the topic that we're talking about. Just to stop this whole argument. Well, we're okay. We're not done with. Arguing. Uh, <laughs> no. We're not done with the forces of uh, like a okay. pri- of a primary okay. chapter. So we'll so put it down. We'll put a pin in it. Yeah, we do have we'll a back to the argument. It's more. <laughs> we're we're going to go over like the vehicles uh, yeah. aspect support of that. So full disclosure, Eric. Yeah, I would be terrified if I seen one. And of them. you'd, I, but I, I, I think be, I would be more terrified if I saw the Reaver. 
But not because I, I have a, I have a logical understanding of what a reaver is, and I'm like, well, actually, I'd be way more scared of an aggressor, but that's just me. Right, like, like but, it's bigger, right? heavier, but the and reaver, at you, the, right? it's a shock value, is what it's supposed. <laughs> to no, no, stealthily. no. Okay, I think there's a, oh, oh, I, I a this misunderstanding. Up again. <laughs> I tried to agree. Okay, I think the implication is more what they do on the battlefield. Like when you're, say, you're on guard duty, and your buddy just disappears, and then you find him strung up by his intestines in the ceiling. Ah, so you don't even see the skull. Right. Helmet. Okay, I'm not talking about the skull helmet specifically. I'm just saying their role. Yeah. And I, I like I agree with you on like 99% of these points. Like I don't like the skull helmets. I think it takes away from the chaplains, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Go listen to the whole episode on that. That being said, I think the way you're describing like I'm scared of the guy that's like towering over me and firing like all these crazy weapons. Yeah. The the idea is that they inspire fear in like the guy that's quietly on guard duty in the middle of the night who's, you know, best friend it becomes like a nightmare. Exactly. That's kind of the role that they are supposed hmm. to play. Just sure. just to put a little more reason sure. into your anger. Sure. Okay, that's all. <laughs> sure. I'm the sure. Mark Whisperer. Sure. <laughs> Sleep now. Calm, happy place, happy place. <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk about Redemptor Dreadnoughts. Uh, so it's we we kind of actually went on that huge Dreadnought rant, so we can kind of skip over it. We're just going to talk about what they wear. Uh, on their uh, right redemptor arm. dreadnought armor. <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> they wear their body. <laughs> uh, on their right arm, they will use an onslaught heavy Gatling cannon or a macro plasma incinerator. So those are really big guns. They also have onslaught Gatling cannons, not to be confused with onslaught heavy Gatling yes. cannons. <laughs> also not to be confused with heavy bolt pistols or bolt no, pistols. Neither <laughs> of those. Uh, or so just regular assault on, on the right arm is like <laughs> yes. where like the really big weapon would go, and on the left arm they've got like that crushing claw, and so then underneath it you either have your uh, onslaught Gatling cannon or your heavy flamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another cool thing that I like about these actually is their chest mounted like uh, grenade launchers. I or, actually think or in the words of Nathan, nipple guns. Nipple guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I actually think those look really cool. Yeah, and, they and do. They, they like on the model itself. They look like they belong there. Well, so yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah. They they can have a bunch of different weapons too. Like I'm sure they're just going to come out with more and more as the range yeah, is expanded. Obviously, yeah. All right, next uh, we're going to talk about our repulsors, which is, this is their uh, transport? Yeah, their troop transport. Yes. So uh, fun fact, Yeah. Primaris Marines can't fit rhinos. Sure. Too big, too big. They can't fit um, land raiders. Too big. You know what can fit land raiders? What's that? <laughs> Custodes. <laughs> oh, you broke the game, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so, so think about that when you go to bed tonight. Not to be confused with heavy bolters. I... <laughs> I actually don't think I'll think about any of this as I go to bed tonight. <laughs> so just maybe that's what you do all yeah. the time. Almost always. <laughs> <laughs> he prays for fever dreams. <laughs> uh, so Repulsor um, got a. They actually have a decent amount of weaponry. They've got a Laz Talon, which really just looks like a Laz Cannon with a tracer on it or like a scope. It yeah. really looks like a scope that you can stare at. Yeah. Um, it's like they're just trying to come up with names. Like, they could have just put a last cannon on it, and yeah. it would be fine. Uh, there's a pintle-mounted Onslaught Gatling cannon. Not they're to be confused with the heavy, heavy Onslaught. No, Onslaught Heavy Gatling yeah. cannon. Sorry. Thank you, Mark. Yes. Uh, it has access to extensive bolt weaponry, so... 
That is to be confused <laughs> with, with, with all, all the bull yeah. stuff. Uh, also has auto launchers, frag storm grenade launchers, crack storm grenade launchers, and heavy stubbers. Yeah. So actually, pretty heavy kitted out yeah. for a transport. Yeah, like a, the, what, what did a rhino used to have? Uh, a storm bolter and maybe a hunter killer missile. Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> a you, hunter. If, if you had some points, that you <laughs> say, I can't buy a space marine. I'll buy a hunter killer missile. You know, like jeez. Yeah, this one's way heavy. Yeah. Uh, um, but to me, the biggest, uniquest function is they brought back grav technology. Okay. So it's a grav tank where normally most imperial tanks are tracks. Tracks. So what what's different about the grav versus track? Obviously, I understand like the conventional it, it floats, <laughs> right? But does that change it in tabletop? Like does yeah, it like ignore it, stuff? It most likely will have the fly special rule. Oh, interesting. Or like ignore it. No, it can't have the fly special rule because that means only units that fly can assault so, it. So devil fishes from Tau, okay, they have the fly special rule. But those actually look like flyers. No, they don't. No, uh, they I no agree more. with Eric. I do. Okay, sure. Sure, I can May- picture a devilfish flying. I can picture a devilfish flying, but I can't yeah. picture okay. a repulsor flying. If that's the case, sure. Yeah. Sure. So if that had the guessing? fly rule, that would be crazy to I, me. I would put money on it that it does. You know what? There have been a lot of rules recently um, that give bonuses to targeting things with the fly rule. Sure. Like, especially when I'm looking in, like, all the indexes, it's a lot like, hey, if it targets unit with fly, it's a plus one to hit. But yeah. any other, anything else to hit, it's minus one to hit. So yeah. you, you almost have to fire it at fly units. Yeah. So eh, could be interesting. Yeah. Okay. But it's a grav tank, which is unique because yeah. it's new. Yeah. Um, next, we have the Astraeus Super Heavy Tank. So once again, they bring in grav tech technology, but now they have a bigger version of it. Yeah. The difference, <laughs> the thing here being, it cannot fit any Marines inside of it. <laughs> now here's the fun part yeah. where where 40k gets funny. Yeah. Well, um, hold on, Mark. 40k is not funny. But this is where it gets funny. <laughs> oh. So it's probably two times, maybe two and a half times the size of the repulsor. Yeah. Yet it has less guns. Yeah. And it can't carry anyone inside of it. That's just a easy space-time continuum problem. Ah, I don't understand. It's just there's a hole in reality that yes. surrounds the Astraeus. The warp. <laughs> so the warp <laughs> infiltrated Call's laboratory. <laughs> Ooh. Wait, what? So when Call was building the Astraeus... He wasn't wielding anything. No, the warp infiltrated. Okay. With skull masks. <laughs> With skull masks. And terrified him yeah. into... So then he's like, it was a, it was his own fever dream. <laughs> and then he created the Reavers. Yeah. But it's basically like a heavy support tank. It has like a huge cannon on the top called uh, a macro... macro accelerator cannon. And how does that work, Eric? Master of physics. Well, <laughs> uh, macro really just means huge, as opposed to micro, which means small, Christian. <laughs> I've so... heard one of those terms before. Micro. I've never heard the large one before. <laughs> yeah, macro. Never, never. Macro. Never been. Do you want a quick explanation of how macro cannons work in like battle barges? Sure. Okay, it's manned by either four or five crews. I'm gonna know exactly once I run through it. So it takes <laughs> and these He's cru- like an idiot savant. <laughs> these crews. Something <laughs> <laughs> get rambling. These crews are uh, at least a hundred individuals each. So crew number one opens the door to the cannon, holds it open. Crew number two goes inside, cleans the cannon. Crew number three loads the cannon. Crew number one closes the door. Crew number five, five crews altogether then. Crew number five, four. <laughs> crew number five <laughs> fires the cannon. 
one hundred people to press <laughs> one, one button. button. It's a it, big button. Honestly, <laughs> like that's that's what it takes. Yeah. And there's even like a, a really rough picture of it. But like Eric, how can, do they load it? Can you imagine how like on pulleys, like they lift these shells into the air? <sighs> Hundreds of people. Hundreds. Hundred. Hundred each in a crew. But it's it is insane to see these things yeah. fly. Uh, it takes like so long for each cannon to like fire, unload the shell, clean the inside, load the other shell, fire it, right? Like it's crazy. But probably have a six crew too just saying rights the entire time. <laughs> saying prayers. Yeah. <laughs> probably like techno priests everywhere. Yeah. 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 No, techno that- priests. <laughs> <laughs> is that not what they're Tech priests? <laughs> Techno priests. <laughs> what am I thinking of? Techno. <laughs> oh, yeah. Music. Priests Tech. of techno. <laughs> yeah. There you go. They come to bring you great raves. <laughs> uh, okay, so it has the Astraeus Super Heavy Tank has a pair of a macro accelerator cannon, uh, Laz Rippers, Plasma Eradicators, turret-mounted heavy stubbers, twin-linked heavy bolters, or Laz Cannons, this is where it gets really unique for the Astraeus in the Void Shields. Yeah. Because that's you're not going to see that in any other And that, I would imperial. imagine, is what takes up the majority the of the generators space. for those. Yeah. Would be. A, a Void Shield is a, just an energy shield, essentially. Yeah. But it's, it's normally it's what you see on a Titan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So to see it in this unit is crazy. Is it? Am I wrong on this? But our Void Shields also have something to do with warp technology? Yes. That's how they survive the Void. No. False. He's smiling. For anyone who... Now he's touching people. He's smiling <laughs> and he's touching. <laughs> he won't say he's No! Did you guys see that one? Yes. So, okay, obviously you did. But when he talks about that joke, there's that girl in the front of the audience and she is like... I don't. She's like, don't like that. <laughs> she just instantly is so unimpressed with what he's talking about. Oh my gosh. I don't want to be that superhero. Please, miss. Please. His building on fire. Just let me touch your vagina. Please. He just gives him just a little pat. Just a little pat. <laughs> Uh, that's basically Eric's superpower. <laughs> <laughs> he touches and he smiles. Uh, <clears throat> oh, fuck. Mark, void shields, starships. How does that work? Oh, like it, it's not warp-based. What, the void shields? Yeah. No, it's just energy. They're gallery yeah. fields. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You, oh, yeah, and then we did the whole touch. <laughs> Sorry. And um, here, here back we are. up. <laughs> it took him a second. No, uh, ships use Geller fields, and those are reality bubbles. It's different than a void shield. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that was Christian's question. Christian asked that. What? Christian was being dumb. No. Yes, you did. I don't, yes, think, did. I don't think Christian would he, ever make that mistake. He said, is void shields the same thing they use in the space for warp travel? And the answer that's is not, no. That's not what I said. What did you say? I said, are they related to the warp at all? No. No. No, no. That's all. That's all. Fucking that's simple. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, do you even know what the hell you're talking about? Someone, so, someone get rid of this guy. Security. <laughs> so the final thing we got in the Space Marine Primaris Armory ah. is the Overlord. Oh. oh, hold on, guys. What's that? Void shields. 
use Imperial warp-based technology to displace ranged attacks That's by that subtly... That's that one guy dis- on Lexicanum, though. He's constantly... Yeah, that one guy on Lexicanum who just writes, and he went on Lexicanum, and he went on Wikia. Yeah, He's he the wrote- same guy who puts spaces between town names. Yeah, that idiot. Yeah, that idiot. That idiot. Savoy. He has no idea. Well, that, that idiot is right, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't know that. Okay, fun fact. Good to know. We'll nice. talk more about it on our Void Shield episode. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Overlord. We don't know what it looks like, but it's... A huge airship. You can only imagine it looks like a Thunderhawk, but bigger. Yeah. <laughs> and it has grav technology. I was thinking more like a blimp. A blimp. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... They've gone through some serious <laughs> regression. <laughs> it has, as written down here, anti-munitions. No, for cannon. real, I... So I reread the notes. Yeah. And then I was like, what the huh. hell is anti-munitions? Like, that's a typo, 100%. I, no, okay, no, it makes no, sense. It's, yeah, it's, so aircrafts are behind you, you shoot out anti Yeah, they're like flares. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They just track like, but it's a cannon or like chaff. It's a cannon. It's like chaff, a chaff yeah, it's, cannon. It's worded weird as all Primaris war gear is, but because hmm. when I saw that, I was pistols. like, that makes no sense. Yeah, but uh, the uh, the couple of the cool things it has though is a wing mounted desolator Laz cannon, not to be confused with um, Laz Talon or Laz Rippers. Yeah, right. Or Laz cannons. Yeah, or, or Laz, Laz guns. guns. Or Laz guns. Laz rifles. Laz pistols. Laz Lazrails, Flint Lazrails, Laz, Laz, Lazareth. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with Laz. Laz <laughs> uh, it uh, has a nose-mounted melta cannon. Ah, I love it. Could a weapon I can you, wrap my brain do you, around. Do you think that if it's flying fast enough and like, it, shoots, <laughs> it shoots the heat ray and then it flies into, into, its into own. the heat ray? Right, because heat's not very fast. No, it's <laughs> just the speed of light, and like it keeps the air warm. <laughs> Is it? Well, I don't know. It depends on the wave. It, no, it it depends on the wave it's using, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's a light wave that yeah. it's using. It's probably just like a microwave, yeah. which isn't as fast as. I mean, it's the forty first millennium. They're it can quick. go as fast as it wants. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, something else they have is an underwing mounted heavy bolter. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Okay. Whatever. I've ranted enough about war gear. Yeah. Naming that's uh, that's really everything that we have for Primaris and like how as they of right now. Yeah, yeah. How they function as a chapter and um, how they function as units and individuals and what their support would be. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah. That, that's pretty much it. So um, next, let's talk about the big questions. The really big, the really girthy, meaty question Thick, of the day. Veiny. Something macro. What? Okay, so you guys just aren't being subtle at at all. You and don't have veiny questions. I have veiny questions. <laughs> <laughs> the only the veiny question vascular. I have is why is it that veiny? Vascular questions. That's all. <laughs> uh, okay. Topic number one: Space Marine penis and reproduction. We toss that. In. Oh, but I thought we mostly just, just penis. Right. Okay. Like, it's Space crazy. Penis, it's, for real. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy how often... People say that they're castrated or eunuchs. And it's just I like, see that a lot. There is no evidence anywhere that has ever implied... In fact, there's implied, even a Space Marine... Uh, the, we were talking about him earlier. Yeah. Who, like, who has sex with, like, a bunch of... So, okay, hold Phoenician on. women. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Fenrisian? Do you think there is, like... Uh, Rampant gay relationships with space marines. So, okay, sexuality. You would think so. Okay, hold on, no. hold on, hold on. The, we'll get into all okay. of it now. All, first the, all that first. testosterone and like yeah, no yeah, women okay. around. Hold on. So, 
Space Marines <laughs> are sexually repressed, for starters. Yeah, like um, even, psycho conditioning. Yeah, psycho conditioning and the chemical cocktails that they're injected with. Like, So could it be more like chemical castration? It, theoretically, yes. It, nothing <coughs> is written to imply it. Um, but if it, if it is a distraction to their ability to fight, yeah, then yeah. you could say it's so. Go- like yeah, they that, get they get rid of a space marine's fear. Yeah. If they're getting rid of a space marine's fear, they're getting rid of their want for the titty. Yeah, <laughs> right. The we all get a boner from murder. <laughs> yeah. right. Exactly. So, the so, only bur- the only boner I want is blood. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only that's a boner. Theoretically, the only boner you can get. But anyways. <laughs> Not um, me. <laughs> not, yeah. Mine runs on imagination. <laughs> <laughs> and personality. <laughs> and charm. Yeah. So, yeah, effectively, they're asexual space marines. Um, so that doesn't mean, do they keep the bits? So, one, it's never written anywhere that they remove any bits. Yeah. Uh, so and we do have a very detailed creation process. Yeah, so let's yeah. let's talk about testicles for a second. Um, yes. <laughs> let's talk <laughs> let's. the testes. <laughs> um, so they are, in the human body, a source of production of testosterone. So the purpose of removing those, I mean, sure, you're getting injected with a bunch of chemical cocktails, whatever. Why would you also remove it? Yeah, as well? it, it, does, it doesn't make a lot of sense make to me. Sense, like. Uh, the other thing I would say is with the penis is that it does have a secondary function, which I don't know why people forget this all the time, <laughs> me being, you know, a male and everything. Yeah. And that's is, being able to have sword fights <laughs> with your battle brothers. I always think <laughs> the elephant swings. <laughs> 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 Helicopter okay, it. So the penis has multiple <laughs> It's a multi- multifaceted organ. It's just organ. therapeutic. <laughs> but yeah, well, like, no. they but don't you cut use it, it to pee. Like, yeah, you like, use it to pee. Like, you know, why would you don't you, necessarily need a penis though? You don't need right. it, no, but, but why but would you, you don't necessarily it? need many things? Like they don't talk about how they remove appendixes. Yeah, they're not removing nipples. They're not removing. <laughs> they're not that removing is tonsils. An important part of the space marine process is. Her <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. The like the evidence. That yeah, the evidence do. is lacking, and yeah. the practicality of yeah, doing yeah. such things is just why would you do? Yeah, that? and it's just so annoying that people like. Bring they, it up. Yeah, and they just, they, they, like, like they say it as if it's thing. fact for some yeah. reason. I, it, I just don't know. Now, to do, like, even if you were to try and create, like, a chapter fluff of your own and yeah. say, like, they're all eunuchs, you can <coughs> just do what Jordan said and chemically castrate them to act yeah. as if they had zero testosterone. Sure, you sure. Could, like, right? why like, not? Like, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Also, you don't you? even need, well, I mean, to, to, like, to change the demeanor of your chapter just sure. for, like, a fluff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right? Whatever. Like. Like you could even I'm just saying some, it's not the standard. There's yeah. no real reason to ever be like, no, they don't have a penis. Yeah. Exactly. That, so, okay. Now, if you can think of a reason. Here's why, a couple of things that might be in favor of them having sexual organs. Is um, There was old lore. I don't know if it counts anymore. This is way back in the day. And I think it's about, uh, who's that space wolf? Ragnar. Mm-hmm. I believe it's Ragnar himself who... Has like drunken orgies with Phoenician women. Yeah, Fenrisian. Fenrisian. Sorry. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, again, theoretically, even the mechanics of it, I you know, a space marine is so strong, like they would destroy you. <laughs> they, would, they would kill you. Someone would want that. Right. <laughs> That's the only way they get off. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm just saying, like practically, I don't know if it makes sense. Is yeah. it? Is it? And it's old lore. So could it work? Maybe it's not the norm. 99% of space marines are asexual. You do have ones that sure could break that psycho conditioning. It has happened with other things. Like yeah, space like marines, space marines who, have fallen to chaos. Like. Exactly. So it's, it isn't crazy to say they couldn't reawaken sexual urges. There is 
it's implied in one of the Horus Heresy books that Argyll Tal, a uh, word bearer, he at least views women, uh, a particular woman, differently, who has a lot of interaction with them, which you get kind of like I, a I, relationship I, vibe. I, I don't know if I'm more reading like, uh, into it, but yeah, I think you are. I remember that character too, and I remember it more of almost like a mentorship or like a compassion. Almost yeah, it could at, be, and that, and that could like be like that's the weird thing is like he doesn't understand romantic relationships yeah. at all. It doesn't even compute with him, right? Yeah. So I, I could have misconstrued that a little bit. But yeah, overall, they don't even register sexuality. Okay. So, um, yeah. The other thing is Slanesh. They, yeah. in, the, in the Siege of Terra, it was written, again, a little yeah. bit older lore, that the Emperor's children raped the populations. Well, of they, Terra. they constantly are having like their crazy orgies yeah. and stuff. Like, However, like, Slanish, Slanish like, isn't exclusive to sex. It no. does imply at, excess. like excess of yeah. every kind, right? Believe so me. I know as an eye on a slant, I know. <laughs> you know. But. So I, I, I'm not saying it's a 100 percent guarantee thing that you, oh everything they do is like sexually depraved. It could be like you know music. It could be like drugs. Yeah. It could be all sorts of, of yeah. things, right? Even the thrill of combat, right? The big thing is on this topic, like nowhere does it say that they do not have penises. Penises, and there's a lot of evidence showing that they would, but at the same time, not all of them have that sexual desire very few would yeah like, so few as just, to be like you know it's a huge outlier yeah to the point exactly. like they I would, I would just argue that it's pretty well non-existent exactly that that's really yeah. all the the only time i'm ever going to entertain someone saying that they do cut it off is when you quote me something from wiki or lexicanum saying they cut their balls off so yeah anything else i'm just going to be like no it makes no sense yeah it's not worth their time all right <clears throat> Now that the most important question is out, <laughs> out of the way, out of yeah. the way uh, let's talk about other ones. So Mark posted on Facebook earlier about uh, some questions that someone, uh, and if, if anyone had about Space Marines, what would it be? So one of the questions was, um, if you could add something to a Space Marine, like an organ or whatever, what would it be? And then what would its function do? You know, I'll, I'll start unless somebody else got Yeah, one. go for it. Uh, I would call it the <laughs> stealth node. Okay. <laughs> Um, and basically, it's like chameleon skin. Like they find a way to like make chameleon skin, like act like active, active camouflage. camouflage. And yes, I know they wear pow- wear power armor and stuff, but like it still is a feature that could be useful, especially in their scout squads. Yeah. Oh, there's lots of things that like, like only when their power armor fails does this thing work. Like yeah. And, like their their power armor is sealed. Yeah. Like why would they ever need to survive in the vacuum of space? Yeah. Right, so but, that organ is useless until the power armor fails. Well, yeah. let's say they take out the power armor. This active camo would be pretty cool. Yeah, like, do you think it would be like a psychic thing or? Yeah, like implanting have to, cameras all over their body to like recreate the image behind them. Ooh. Yeah, I don't. Or I don't octopus know the skin. They just octopus ditch skin. it onto okay. their flesh. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Like, there's a number of ways. Okay. Like, it, it is a real life uh, thing that mm-hmm. creatures can do. But and uh, even they're working on. Yeah, like science. Yeah. So th- that's really all I could think of because, like, they already have so much, and uh, yeah, that's one thing that could be very useful. All right, Christian, I would give them a rational node, <laughs> and it's implanted in their brain uh-huh. to make them less like into last stands and suicidal behavior. So instead of implanted, it just like they lobotomize <laughs> part of the part the hyper aggressive. <laughs> No, no, you want that. Uh, the parts... Uh, the suicidal part. Yeah. 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 No, I'm kidding. It's, I, yeah, it's I more, can't think it's of any... It's more like yeah, instilling like a willingness like, to live. Yeah. No, like, I, I, I literally was, thought totally for like joking. seven yeah, hours yeah. on, like, what would I add? And, like, the chameleon skin was the best you know, I could okay, come up the, with. The and, one I would add, but it already exists, 
<coughs> um, as a mutation so, oh. is something like Wolverine Claws. Oh, okay, or sure. Or like something like that. Like a oh, like a weapon you have. Yeah, sure. in, like, in, when you're ingrained in your skin. Yeah, but again, like its effectiveness would be minimal because 99% of the time you're going to be wearing power armor. Exactly. So like, like, why? But yeah. there is a chapter who does have a, uh, they grow bone spurs out of their elbows and knees and stuff. Yeah. Black oh, dragons. Okay. Black dragons. So it, it already exists as a, as a potential genetic flaw. Yeah. They but, have horns too, some of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I would do that intentionally is yeah. my thing. But yeah. Okay. That's all. Um, like, so I know that pariah isn't really a thing anymore, but if they were able to create like a psychic block, oh, that would be the organ I would implant Damn, in someone. I wish sure. I thought of that one. Okay, that's yeah. a good one. Right? May- and maybe they can't make it as like potent as an actual pariah where it like yeah. creates a bubble, but even if it just like, like reduced the effect of psychic ability uh, on you. Okay, okay. Like or warp effects yeah. on yourself. Yeah, I see what you're saying. One. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So what they do is they grab prize yeah. and they stuff them in their backpacks and they carry with them everywhere. <laughs> yeah. No, that that is interesting. That one definitely is pretty far fetched. If they had the ability to make it, Obviously, it it's it's yeah. a very cool idea. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Because it, it was tough to think of something like yeah. what would you like? What do they need? Yeah. <laughs> do we know that guy's name? I don't know. We could find it on he, Facebook. He must have an idea. He's You're obviously listening if you're messaging weirdos on Facebook. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, sorry, I forgot your Leave name. Leave us alone! Sorry, I forgot your name. But message us what you think um, you you would add, because clearly you must have something. Yeah, you you've got to have something in your back pocket, and you just want to see gonna it. going to blow our mind. Yeah, or he's exactly. not creative at all. <laughs> he's like, I'm looking for ideas. <laughs> Please send. One of the two. Fire breath. Right. <laughs> I thought of that too, but then like they already have the betchers going. Yeah, around. like it just it, yeah, it just seemed a, like a redundancy. Laser yeah. eyes. Frost I thought breath. of that. Too. I also thought of that because <laughs> I was thinking of super Superman. Powers, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But it was, it's already like it eh. can control the weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, for a lot of the things I thought of, it just it went too far. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, there was no good ground <laughs> of where it was like, oh, it affected you individually. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, it was a good question. Jordan, do you have one? Not, like, I'm trying to think, like, what kind of enhancements they could use that they don't already right? have yeah. as a Space Marine. So I think Like, we had of, all day to think about this, yeah, and yeah. that was all I came up with. Like, I, I don't even know, like, is their vision already enhanced? Yeah. Yep. 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 They can like, see in, like, different spectrums and oh, stuff. Okay. And yeah. zoom in. And, and, well, then I'm sure and their they're, ears are, like, amazing. Yeah. I'm and sure their visors, on yeah, too, would And then be, they have the whole HUD. Yeah. So it, there'd be no point in having like that kind of genetic enhancement. I they, don't know. They can like and taste the air and track yeah. it, right? Like, yeah, I, I, I think like something with a psychic ability would probably yeah. be like, yeah, the 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 only thing that would make sense to me. Yeah, yeah. an area they're lacking for sure. Yeah. Give them a cure to male pattern baldness. <laughs> there are too many. <laughs> but that's not, that's, space that's not an organ. The question no, is an organ. You implant <laughs> hair plugs. <laughs> it's Most a, dangerous thing. <laughs> human growth hormone. <laughs> you guys ever watched the Arrested Development where... Uh, yeah. Oh, what's his, his character? Tobias? Tobias, yeah, he gets hair plugs and like <laughs> eventually like the hair plugs start like eating him. Like, he's dying from him. It's like they're taking over his body. But oh his hair gosh. is so like Luscious. luxurious. Yeah. It's good. That's Classic. a Tobias move. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so I don't know if it's the same guy or whatever, but uh question was, are there any chapters with like unique um, recruitment habits? All of them. They're all unique. Yeah, each but one. But if, if there's one that really stands out in your mind, 
there's like a trial or a ritual that they have to go through. Um, like Ultramarines. Okay. They have they have like an academy that like they send like recruits to. Like hopefuls. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and it will be like like very much like military school or boarding school or whatever for for their recruits. Because they're way more, like, civilized. Yeah, so obviously then the mortality rate isn't nearly as high. Well, uh, no, no, I think no, it would that, be that in addition. Pre, that's, like, pre-screening to become the Space Marine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I think that the mortality stuff comes after. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. Hey, but, you graduated. But it's not yeah, like the can, Blood Bowl that you were talking about no, earlier, yeah. right? They do where, have a gladiatorial system as well, but I don't know if that happens before or after. Yeah, but I, that's kind of neat. It just shows that, like, some Space Marines have, like, like the Ultramarines have 500 worlds and like they're pretty civilized. It's a pretty good place to live, actually. Yeah, and, and they also want to recruit like intelligent people, not yeah. just like brutal savages. Yeah. So that's a pretty unique one because it goes against what we were talking about, where it's like feral world or it's like fighting in a circle with a rusty knife. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, one that comes to mind are the salamanders. Um, and it's just a unique tradition to them is that they have to go and kill a drake. And by drake, it's like. A, a big dragon, ass like, dragon, yeah. lizard that breathes fire and is hyper lethal. And doesn't it live I, in lava? Yeah, and keep in mind this is like a ten year old boy. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So you know, every every chapter has its own unique thing. Um, I'm, I don't know if this is actually written, but for Blood Angels, uh, just because of the nature of their homeworld, it's very like radioactive, and the population is very sickly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a lot of them are described as being like physically inferior specimens, like you know, thin. like a lot of mutants too. Yeah, lots of mutants, lots of thin, sickly people. Um, they still undergo like hyperlethal trials and things. They have to like track through a desert and like kill. Uh, I think it's some kind of rad scorpion or something. <laughs> um, but what happens when they uh, go through their process? They have a lot of blood drinking ceremonies, and a lot of their successors do this as well. Space um, vampires. No. Well, yeah, essentially. And through that, uh, and through the induction of the gene seed, it actually like transforms them physically. So it's more of a redemptive process in their case, whereas like you're usually recruiting the best of the best on most planets. On their planet, they might not be the best physical specimen, but it's the gene seed like enhances them yeah. to, to redeem them. Almost like Captain America, right? Like weak mm. kind of guy becomes super guy. Do you want to kill some <laughs> Nazis? Yeah. So just, you know, like every chapter is pretty unique. It's really yeah. hard to pin one down and be like, no, these guys That's are, just the are most so different. Oh, just yeah. anything that comes to your mind. Yeah. Really. So those ones just sprung to my mind just yeah. off the bat. But I mean, there's so many. There are a thousand chapters or more now. Right. So. Yeah. All with their own fortress monasteries, all with their own places that fleets they pull things and, from. Yeah. So. Fleets and yeah. worlds. Some, yeah. You know, some might be noblemen, some might be savages. Some yeah. Might be, you know. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about space marine beliefs and their doctrine. Yeah. This one's a very interesting one because when you first think of it and when you first read about it, you think space marines are, like, super religious. It always talks about them praying to the emperor and stuff. Um, but a lot of them don't actually hold the emperor as, like, a divine god being. Yeah. Like, they, they, can, they can recognize that the emperor actually does have, like, power and, like, psychic power. Yeah, and might even be listening to their prayers. Yeah, exactly. So while they are praying, they're not praying to, like, that divine being. They're praying to somebody who actually could potentially help them. Right, they it like the, the, the faith as it were is yeah. much more routed in reality. And yeah. it's, it's 
It's more it's, tangible. It's, it's like faith a, in your weapons, faith in your brothers, right? Yeah. Faith in what you can see. Yeah, less of a divine deity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but having said that, there are chapters like the Black Templar who hold like the Emperor as a god and like as like they're very super religious. Right. They they have the Black Templar have something called the Emperor's Tarot, so they yeah. try and gain like an understanding of what the battle will be like. So they're divining the future using yeah. these this tarot of his, yeah. right? Uh, another thing that they believe in is the Emperor's Champion. So they believe that on the eve of every battle, which is a little unconceivable, but they think that the Emperor personally like visits someone and chooses them as like a champion. So yeah. that is a much more uh, divine Typical power. religious. Yeah. 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 Kind of a practice than yeah. than the the regular marine might go through. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't know if this is a part that got cut from our episode, but like the way I, I like to describe it is that they're like secularly religious. Right? Yeah, they're they're just as fanatical about like their beliefs and their political beliefs that they appear to be religious and they use yeah. religious language, even though they're not. Yeah. So like it, a good example is like North Korea. Again, I don't know if this got cut or not, but like yeah, with, when they're so into the regime, they you know, user language that that pretty much ascribes it to be religious. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like a religious fanaticism. Yeah. And yeah, it's just one of those things where normally, typically when you first look at it, you think that it, it is like that actual belief, but yeah, it yeah. is more of a practical. Yeah, and this actually like diverges greatly from the rest of the Imperium, which does generally hold yeah. uh, the Imperial religion, yeah. the Imperial cult, yeah, which yeah. is yeah. Emperor acknowledging the Emperor as a god. Yeah. Uh, uh, Another thing that gets them into trouble on the topic of, like, the Imperial Creed and stuff is a lot of these chapters, they have their own, like, inbuilt belief system, like... Oh, like their chapter cult. Yeah, exactly, like, uh, that the Imperial Creed would find abhorrent. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like we were saying, the Blood Angels, they have a lot of flesh-eating and blood-drinking practices that, f- to, like, a common citizen is like, holy fuck, like, what are they doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, seems very savage. Yeah. yeah. Um... um yeah, some of that comes from the chapter. Some of it might come from the recruiting world. They might adopt the practices from that planet that they recruit from. Yeah, some of these traditions extend all the way back to when their Primarch was like raised on whatever planet he was raised on, and yeah. they carry it on throughout the generations. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so often inside each chapter, they have their own chapter cult, which, yeah, you know, some some will honor strength, and some will honor, you know... Marksmanship, you know, they have like different <laughs> yeah. different things that they themselves will put above other things. But, uh, a, a good portion of the time, they are ritualistic, right? Yes. There are rituals yes. involved, and it is very much culty. Yeah, like the salamanders. Part of their big thing is to Promethean uh, cult. Yeah, yeah, and they they like prize who can make like cool war gear, and also their brand themselves too. Um, kind of like, like self mutilation, or no, not really. More like. I would say more like tribal tattoos. Think of it's not like self mutilation. It's more okay. like uh, well, the iron hands though. On the alternatively, yeah, yeah, they will self mutilate. Yeah, and that's part yes. of their like cultic belief, right? Because and their whole thing the weakness is, of flesh. Yeah, right. So they replace body parts and limbs with mechanical ones to to, to improve themselves and to yeah. rid themselves of the of the weakness of the flesh. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it, it can vary from chapter to chapter, and and this yeah, is you one got, of, yeah, you got to think that the ultramarine. Chapter cult is not anything too crazy. No, no. Right? Like, Reboot would probably stamp that yeah. out real quick. Yeah. This is one of the things that I, like, really yeah. like about 40K is that pretty much anything that you can think of 
can happen in 40k. There are very few hard and fast rules. Like, the galaxy is such a big place, you can kind of... If you want your space marines to be castrated, go for it. You know, it's not the end of the world. If you want them to sacrifice virgins, go for it. If that's <laughs> part of your chapter called, go for if it. Like, you want, if you want the Mars to make better space marines, go for <laughs> it. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. It's all just one bad fan fiction. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, that's one of the things that I draw. Uh, I, I really draws me into it like it just gives you the creativity to come up with like you can read all the other stuff and be like this would fit into the setting but it gives you that permission where if you play like starcraft like i'm not i like starcraft i'm not knocking on it i'm just saying like the terran marines are the terran marines there's not you can't make your own terran marines right yeah uh kind of touching on the spiritual aspect then just for the chaplains Oh, um, yes. Yeah. So, it, to, again, to a common person or a lay person, like getting into 40K, like, oh. A lay person. <laughs> the peasants. <laughs> the peasants. The peasants getting into this refined game. Um, yeah, like a chaplain, their role in the chapter is to maintain that spiritual component of the chapter, whatever cult that they ascribe to or lack of a cult. Um, they also. Um, are in charge of like the traditions of the chapter and the psychological well-being of the chapter. So it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be religious, no. but they're checking the battle brothers to see like, hey, like you know, are they suffering you know mentally from their encounters? Yeah, you know, are yeah. they are they treading ha- the line of heresy? Are, and, yeah, are any of them feeling like a taint of chaos, chaos on exactly. their soul? Yeah. Which and, is a and, real con- concern for you know when you're actually fighting demons. Like this mm-hmm. actually becomes a problem. Right? And even more of like a physical thing that they can do is like when we were doing those minor Xenos races. There's a couple races that like would implant themselves into creatures and, like, you know, then become that creature. Yeah. Or, or they would be shape-shifting creatures, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so, like, so, it's a chaplain's job to root those out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also touching on the Space Marines' lack of religiosity, um, a lot of it comes down from their... It's a word. Religiosity? Yeah, look it up. Yeah, religiosity. It's a word. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you're, you're uneducated. I right? just would have said religiousness. <laughs> Not a word. Well, I don't know. <laughs> That's not even a word? I don't know. My life is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. A, a lot of it coming from the Space Marines, like they are they see themselves as descended directly from the Emperor. They see themselves as the sons of their premarchs, and their premarchs see themselves as sons of the Emperor, right? Yeah. So it's more yeah. it's more of a familial line and they see each other as cousins. Yeah. Right? So it's it's very real and practical to them rather than this like religious <coughs> figure yeah. out on a throne somewhere. Yeah. They have a more it, personal relationship. In a way, though, and not to get to uh, Carl Jung, um, the that is very like archetypal. Like even ancient like god myths or uh, like Greek myths and stuff. It's like it's all a family line, right? Yeah, like a lot of and, ancestor worship, right? And and a lot of a lot of like uh, um, anthropologists have they they um, kind of they pontificate that many of these gods were actually real people at one point. And then they just became like, yeah, they became legends and then they turned into this God. Yeah. And you even have people groups that like trace their roots back to this God. Right. Right. You know, so so I'm just, I'm just like observing. It is kind of mythological in its function. Like it still sort of fits that. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Though it is like a real 
there's something real about mythology too, yeah. right? Like, yeah. the well, and, like, and like, yeah. and especially since like ten thousand years have passed. Yeah, yeah that's like, a long time to like look into the past, right? And yeah. to trace your lineage that far. Yeah. yeah, but the point is like it's more practical to them than yeah. it is. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but they, that's just because the maybe because the language that they use isn't so archaic, like like you know a non technologically advanced civilization. Yeah, like right. they speak in almost medieval verse then rather than like modern yeah. modern terms. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like holy relics and things like that. Yeah, but that's just my two cents on that. Yeah. Um. So next question is: Can Astartes retire? No, no. Only in death <laughs> yeah. is duty end. Yeah, no. exactly. So, what happens if a marine gets crippled? but cannot be battlefield ready and is not crippled to the point of death. And there's no dreadnought. And you can't go into a dreadnought. But so we're talking dying. about very specific circumstances that very are very specific, rare. Yes. Yeah. But the, they do happen, and I can even... Sure, name like, what, what would be the role that they yeah. would take? And I, I can even name a couple characters. Yeah, this and it has happened. I'm just saying it's super rare. Super rare, for yeah. sure. Um, what happens to them then? Um, I believe there's a story, and I don't remember his name. And I again, it starts with like an M. Is it the Ultramarine Sea that you're thinking of? Oh no, I'm thinking of uh, the. I guess it'd be Sons of Horus. Yeah. Oh, way back to Horus Heresy. Yeah. 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 He okay. was uh, an advisor. Yeah. yeah. Like so, a consular. So yeah, on the one hand, Space Marines have a vast array of knowledge and experience built up over hundreds of years, right? Yeah. So if their mind is still intact. A lot of them will take on advisory positions. They could advise planetary governors. They Maybe they'll be in charge of the fleet. Yeah, I was going to say that next. Yeah, they can be fleet captains because they don't have to physically be on the ground, but they can still use their battlefield experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. I, Actually, that would be a good use for all their vehicle crew. Like, yeah, just wire them into a land raider and like drive this. Yeah, or yeah. maybe not even necessarily wire them in, but I right. know what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, the other thing, I, and again, there was for, and this is ultramarine specific because the ultramarines rule a sector of the galaxy. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but he did get retired because of his battlefield injuries, and he became a governor of a planet. Interesting. That's not really retiring, though. It's retiring from combat. He's still, he took on a non-combat role. He still sure. serves the Imperium. You could argue, yeah. yes, absolutely. And like, but it's very different. And even though like a crippled mm-hmm, space definitely. marine is still going to be like a physically imposing presence they're still massive yeah you know like as long as he's not missing his fingers you could still crush your skull with his hand right yeah um but anyways his point is that yeah he became a governor of a, of a planet and you know administered you know how the planet would run like where the farms would go and all this stuff and yeah. it was a very successful planet because again you're you're dealing with this guy who has hundreds of years of yeah. experience who's more intelligent can memorize stuff easier yeah exactly who can like who can read through data longer, yeah. yeah doesn't need to sleep doesn't need to rest so like their yeah. functions are still like they would still beat out like regular humans at a yeah. lot of jobs, right? Yeah. Like an accountant, like just yeah. calculate math super fast and like <laughs> just look at books of data and just absorb that knowledge, yeah. right? Yeah. So next question. Um, it's not really a question, it's more of a mini topic that we got. Chapter surfs. Who are in charge of like the day to day running things for the Space Marine chapter? Like, usually they're made up of either failed aspirants or maybe it's <clears> an honorary <throat> position to a Local population. Uh, local population. Yeah. Uh, like like cooking food and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Cooking food. Cleaning means, rooms. Yeah. Helping your uh, uh, space marine put on his armor. And in some cases, they even help with the defense of, say, the fortress monastery. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll take on Who do you think crews macro cannons? <laughs> Hundreds of them. Yeah. So, like, 
it's a very um, overlooked part of a Space Marine chapter, but it is a part of the Space Marine chapter, and they are even allowed to wear Space Marine badges. Yeah, really? like their they, colors. They, yeah, yeah. So, which yeah. is super rare. Yeah, and like such a great honor. And yeah, they're just often overlooked. So maybe they're they have <laughs> their sacrifices are always overlooked, even by the Astartes that they serve. Yeah, it's just it's a huge part of the, the yeah. chapter that and the chapter very, too looks at them differently, right? Like I don't do. again, I don't know if we lost this in the last episode, we but did. like yeah, you know, one chapter might use them as slaves, right? They're just slave labor. Another chapter might honor them and be like, hey, like you know, good good job, little buddy. <laughs> keep, yeah, yeah, that's all the honor that's keep, required. Keep working, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, like, very different. <laughs> Yeah, some of them, yeah, would, like, treat them awfully. Like, yeah. you couldn't become a space marine, but... Yeah, like, yeah. you're... you're like, you're, they would see them you're as failures. Yeah, yeah, you're only good for cleaning oh, latrines, I actually right? read an article about oh, that. Oh, this reminds me of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Sad. So that that's a, a question, too. We'll talk about another question. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Before we move off, chapter surfs. Let's talk uh, space marine food really quick. Yeah. Just for, like, two seconds. Yeah. Okay. Um... So yes, they locusts. Are, <laughs> they are capable of eating a lot of things. Metal, the um, yeah, metal people poison. <laughs> um, it's described though that they often eat this like highly nutritious paste hmm. that's like almost like an oatmeal Makes that has sense. like everything that they need. Oh, it's the same thing as what they eat on the Matrix. Yeah, sure. That has everything they need in it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I brought that up, but I just they, thought it's an interesting thing. Yeah. Like, and it, they again, also do have great feasts where they bring out, like... Chapter to chapter, you're going to have different practices yeah. and stuff, but that yeah. seems to be the standard, and it makes yeah. sense, like, uh, super nutritious. They don't need to sit down and yeah. have a full They're meal. not enjoying, like... They're not doing they're it not, for food's sake. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. They're doing it to get fuel. Yeah, exactly. Um, but there are ones that honor big feasts and traditions, like the Space Wolves and stuff. We'll do it on purpose. Um, and moving into that is leisure. Yeah, like, what does a Space Marine's day consist of? Uh, so it, his well, actually... You can only uh, spend Marine, so many day, or uh, hours killing heretics. Yeah, a Space <laughs> Marine wakes up at precisely 5 o'clock standard, ti- standard time. Yes. And the first thing... Regardless of the, yeah. their own... Whatever time. time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's the middle of the night here. <laughs> uh, every good Space Marine knows that the first thing you do is you always brush your teeth <laughs> as soon as you wake up. You listen to that, all the 10-year-olds <laughs> listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I... The next thing he does is he knows that a good breakfast is important. <laughs> so he Some goes, would say even the most important meal, most of, important the meal of the day. So he goes and he gets his Highly 30 eggs, his <laughs> three pigs worth of bacon. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, after his big breakfast, then he goes I'm for just gonna cut you off here. an easy 30K run. <laughs> oh, I, uh, no, it's got to be 40K run. And now it's run. only 6 o'clock in the morning. Eric, it's a 40K, it's a 40K, 40K run. run. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, I listened to this one podcast. And they always do. I, I've mentioned it before. They do that factor fan fiction. Yeah, the yeah. one the one fan fiction was like the space marine applicant, like trying to become a part of the Dark Angels. And he's like, I can run a twenty minute mile, and like all these ridiculous things. Where it's like you can f- probably fucking walk a twenty minute mile. <laughs> <laughs> like so, so like the guy just, who wrote that was just like twenty minute mile. That would be so. <laughs> yeah, like he just had no, and he would he listed a bunch of these things that, that were just like so like. He had no concept of no what he was concept. talking about. I can deadlift 150 pounds. <laughs> yeah. and like, uh, I'm like there, a god. <laughs> There's like a, a chapter opening in the Dark Angels, so he like tried to fill out like a chapter uh, application. application <laughs> yeah. and even though he was like this 30-year-old man kidding on a 20-minute <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, it was so good. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. So here's what an actual Space Marine day So believe it or not, they did write it out. 
Now, again, with everything else, disclaimer, it is not applicable to all chapters at all or times. Or even all Marines within the same chapter. Yeah. 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 Or They're, even if you're fighting or if you're just hanging out. Yeah. Like if yeah. you're in combat mode, you're not doing So this. this is what a day could look like. Yeah. In and this, it, in and this is space. actually written down. Uh, the other thing to to note is uh, that I forgot. Never mind. Good, good stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. So they live like a highly monastic lifestyle. Everything's very regimented and stuff. Monastic being like monk, monk like. Yeah, there, and that's kind of they can be described as warrior monks. They literally come from fortress monasteries. Yeah. Um. So they wake up at four in the morning. Four, you were close, Eric, but <gasps> so close. morning prayer. Which is interesting for ah. a secular belief system. Not brush your teeth, hey? Um, it's often led by the chaplain. Acid, acid spit kind of. <laughs> Just chews away. <laughs> Even metal toothbrushes wouldn't do <laughs> yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, but it's led by the company chaplains. And essentially, like, again, describing their prayers, what they're doing is they're actually, like, renewing their vows to the emperor. They'll, like, display holy relics and things out for the chapter, kind of a reminder of their past, their history, yeah. you know, who we are. Yeah. And they also give out orders, announcements, and do other administrative tasks. Brother Thalius drooled on his pillow last night, and it ate through his pillow. He needs yeah. a new pillow. Yeah, perfect. Uh, at oh five hundred hours, I hope that was written. No, wait, <laughs> no. Wait. You guys know that like that gland isn't active all the time. It right? is. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, at oh five hundred hours, they have their morning firing rites. Uh, so they essentially engage in uh, target practice, right? Yeah. Just a range day. Um, and they distribute awards and punishments for <laughs> consistently good or poor accuracy, respectively. Yeah. Um, obviously. What do you think those punishments are? Like lashes? A beating? No. It doesn't specify. No, like, like what would you the, think? The, though? It's probably to me, like, it'd more be like more an of like dishonorable honor things, based. Like, yeah. yeah. Like go like, clean the toilets. Like, it, it, like no. To, to cause punishment. No, like, they would never send a space marine to clean a toilet. No, but like to cause pain. Like they're above. And they shall know no fear. They shall feel no pain. Yeah, like, like what are you going to do? Beat a space marine that can insta heal? Doesn't feel anything? Right? Like it just like seems a like small a, caliber bullet. Like, yeah. <laughs> like if anything, like an admonishing word would be like enough to crush a space marine. It could be. Spirit, it could right? be something. Yeah, more you, impractical. Yeah, or it could even be like, like, hey, crush them though. Go 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 into yeah. seclusion and think about your failures. Yeah, right? exactly. You know, it could like, be anything. I just can't picture a space marine like with his hand down a toilet scrubbing. It could be. You don't know. I just can't Do you know every chapter, it. Eric? No, I just can't. And you know, it. I wouldn't be above some space marines who are particularly brutal giving out physical punishment. Sure, it's, yeah. it's it's totally probable. Yeah. Um, the other thing too is like you are dealing with transhuman like space marines, so like a ba- a space marine bad at accuracy is like still going to be ninety nine point eight percent. Yeah, perfect. exactly. He's like you didn't do a hundred percent like the rest of your brothers. Yeah. You know, so it's still significant. There was a particularly good-looking surf that walked by. <laughs> you must not think about such things. <laughs> Remit yourself. <laughs> For a pee-pee smack. <laughs> You're going to get your pee-pee smacks. Call the apothecary. Call the apothecary for pee-pee smacks. Well, to make sure everything goes fine. Yes. Isn't it? Uh, so then at 7, so they're you know on the range for a few hours, uh, at 7 is battle practice, uh, mostly close quarters oriented, and... Is usually involves live fire, hazardous environment training, and is done. It's done. It's, it's, oh. it's done at that. It's <laughs> it, done at I that time. I thought it was like done. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At at noon they'll have midday prayer, 
and any injured Space Marines can report to the apothecary. Again, you're dealing with fire. And yeah, like, you're dealing with like their training and their practices are serious business. It's not yeah. like oh, I'm just going to go to the gym. It's like no, you're going to work out till you're you know completely destroyed. Yeah, or you're going to you fight die. someone yeah. with a bladed weapon. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and for real, right? We're not they're not playing around. Yeah. At 1300 hours, they have their midday meal. Um, it's implied that it's local wildlife killed during morning activities. Interesting. <laughs> you know, when you're firing las cannons and rockets everywhere, you're bound to hit a deer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or just, you know, a really big lizard. Oh, yes. Yeah. At 1315 hours is tactical indoctrination. Um, it can take many forms. Uh, it could be anything from, like, you know, briefings on aliens, xenos, technology, strategies. Yeah. They're going into um, a campaign, they're laying out the campaign yeah. ahead of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anything to do with, like, learning or a debrief on the morning's battle. So whatever they did that morning in terms of practice, right? Yeah. At 1,500 hours, they're back to battle practices. Uh, focus more on combined tactics in conjunction with vehicles, dreadnoughts, and devastator squads. And includes a trial of a new tactic introduced during the tactical indoctrination. Interesting. Okay. 2,800 hours is evening prayer. So, like, pretty much all day you're, like, fighting and killing and practice killing. Only to stop to eat and pray. And pray, yeah. Um, in addition to the prayer, gene seed testing may occur at this point. So they're always, you know, checking to make sure everything's functioning. Everything's and scouts good. are still a thing, like, yeah, doing yeah. all this whole regiment, too. Yeah, so. exactly. So just making sure everything's functioning, you're, yep. you're still 100%, you know, there's no corruption or mutation. Not yep. necessarily chaos-related, it could just be biology. Yeah, just degeneration. Yeah, Filthy degenerates. <laughs> 2100 hours is the evening meal. Um, considered a feast by normal human standards. It's provided by the chapter serfs, and some chapter masters may allow alcohol to be consumed. Interestingly enough, it's very difficult for space marines to get drunk. They cannot get drunk on regular alcohol. Well, they have like that second kidney or third or fourth yeah, kidney. Yeah, and their liver is so efficient that it just filters out alcohol. Like it, it's it, a, Alcohol liver. is a toxin, right? And they, they filter it out. However, like the space wolves are known to create a drink called Mjord, which is like deadly to humans, and it takes that to get a space marine drunk. Um, I don't know if there's other specific kinds of alcohols out there, but it's very difficult. We're not drinking regular beers here. No, please. it's like 102% alcohol. <laughs> yeah. It's just, 102%. just paint thinner. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to inhale it. They drink it up their bums. <laughs> Anyways, 21... Drink it up their bums. <laughs> That's a real thing. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> 21, 30 hours is night firing exercises. Um, on a full stomach. On a on a full, you got thirty minutes to eat. Yeah, and then a, a rearmor. Thirty minutes to eat at a feast <laughs> with alcohol. With alcohol, if you're drunk, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they do other exercises for like exotic environments, underwater fighting, things like that. Fog, smoke, zero gravity, sure. everything else. Twenty three fifteen hours is maintenance rituals. Um, every space marine is responsible for their own armor and weapons, mm-hmm. and it's often checked by the chapter's tech marines. Uh, there's often cases like in the Horse Heresy where you'll have m- marines in their quarters like polishing their armor, and like Mark said, like they they value you know their colors and things. Right? There's a damage, there's chip on it. They yeah. go through great pains to make it look good. Um, from twenty three forty five hours is free time. And they are permitted time to reflect upon their duty to the emperor. <laughs> However, many chapter masters regard free time as a frivolous waste and dangerous distraction in the extreme. <laughs> those, those fifteen minutes, yeah, get so some every time twenty three forty five to uh, to midnight to midnight is their um, 
free time. So yeah, 15 minutes, if that. And then it's lights out. And then it's lights out, and Space Marines are allocated four hours in which to sleep. Now, even that's excessive. Space Marines can operate on zero sleep. This is obviously like, you know, your barracks routine. You're not yeah. uh, you're not under the pressure of combat, so why wouldn't you rest the maximum that you right. require? Right. Yeah. Like they can last weeks without sleep. Yeah. But for the purposes of this, yeah. Yeah. So that's uh that's a day of a basic space marine. Yeah. Lots of violence. Lots of violence involved and yeah. very regimented, obviously very controlled. Yeah. Um you know some chapters do I know they kind of joke about the free time thing. Some spa- space marine chapters do do things in their spare time. Yeah, like um, some are artists. Yeah, some are artists. Some like engage in like you know war games for fun, like little miniatures. It is implied that the Iron Warriors used to do that for <laughs> the heresy. That's funny. Um, even uh, the Thousand Sons, when they were loyalists, would actually there was uh, one that would brew wine <laughs> as a as a hobby. He had like a vineyard. So and it was a different time then. Yeah, I, I'm assuming that this schedule probably changed a lot once heresy was found <laughs> and they decided Yeah, it, it's likely. That we I'm shouldn't. not going to say it's still uh, the rule, but you know, a, pl- a planet that might be once more in tune was found. <laughs> <laughs> A planet more in tune with its population might engage with more population activities, right? Yeah, sure. Like normal things yeah. and like salamanders will engage with their communities, right? Yeah. Or they might spend time at the forge and build things. So. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's not a hard and fast rule. No. But basically their entire day is chewed up of just combat training and prayers. Prayers. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about one more uh, Space Marine misconception, and then um, I think that's all, unless you guys have other topics. Um, Hit me, Mark. So the next Space Marine misconception um, will be the the thousand Marine limit. Because when you go into the numbers, they got more than a thousand <coughs> Marines. Um, even, so, even in a perfectly codex following chapter, they yeah. got more. So right off the bat, you got 10 companies, each with 100 Marines. So that's 1,000 right there. Yeah. Then each company has three leadership roles, a captain, two lieutenants. So now you're at an additional 30 Marines. Then you throw in dreadnoughts. 11 dreadnoughts, sure, if they can be considered living. So let's just, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Don't well, tell that, that, that is, to a dreadnought. That is the question. Like, do they count towards the 1,000 limit? Yeah. Right? Like, for this one, for this argument, we'll say they don't. Just, sure, whatever. You don't need it. We're already over that limit. Yeah. Then yeah. you got at least 11 chaplains, so now you're up to that next number. More than 20. More than that. No. Oh. Three. Oh, 30, yeah. 30, 130, 141 is what you're at. Yeah. 1,041 Marines. Yeah, and then you got Apothecaries, which usually you have bare minimum 10. So now you're up to 151. Yeah. 1,051. 1,051. Yeah. 1,051. 1,051. <laughs> I don't know. What's he stuck on a loop? <laughs> and then you got He's Librarians. Man moment. <laughs> um, so, yeah, who knows how many you got? The other thing you got is Tech Marines. Who knows how many you got? But let's just toss on a lowball number, another 20 Marines. But here's where the numbers start to really get skewed, and it's the armory. Each vehicle is piloted by a Marine. Who is so, not part of the squad. Who is not. Each squad has a vehicle attached to it who will at least have one Marine pilot. <laughs> I'm sure Repulses probably have two. One to actually fly, one to fire all those guns. So now you got... An additional twenty guys per company per per per, per squad. No, per, no, uh, two guys per squad. You're saying ten each, squads, right? So twenty per company. 
Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so that's another 200 Marines just yeah. in transport vehicles. Then they got... Aircraft. Aircraft. Artillery. They, yeah, like, so usually people will put their numbers closer to, like, 1,500 by the time all this is done. Yeah. It, yeah, so I think what we what we kind of ended on is 1,000 battle brothers. And that that's the key word. Line brothers, yeah. yeah. Line brothers. Which is those 1,000 yeah. people actually in the company. But... When when you're looking at Space Marine chapters or whatever, you will notice that it it's over a thousand Marines. Oh yeah, yeah, and that that was even before the Primaris thing. Oh yeah, that's and with the Primaris thing, it, the numbers just skyrocket more because now you're dealing with some chapters that still have old Marines and now have Primaris Marines. Yeah, and it gets very complicated. Yeah. It was written that every chapter should have a thousand Marines, but again, like that's that's the hard and fast writings. Yeah, but just in practical terms, like. It, it far exceeds that number. The, yeah. Something else to understand, though, is it is very rare for their squads to be completely filled out. Sure. So the, even though out of those thousand battle line Marines, maybe there's only eight hundred at a time. Mm. Sure, but right, so that depends I, on chapter specifically. I, I know exactly what you're saying, but like heavy losses is con- considered a hundred Marines. Yeah, like so, even, like yeah, even you're not chapter, taking heavy losses in every engagement. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so, like, even if someone tries to make the argument, though, that, like, yeah. oh, no, it's because the chapters never really fully stopped, yeah. the reality is, like, there's way more non-combatants than there are missing people. Yeah, exactly. So you're, you're going to hit that thousand yeah. no matter and what. And then you don't even know how many scouts you have coming in at any given time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, like, and how do you really define a scout? Like, how yeah. many... At what stage in the process are yeah, they? Yeah, they, uh, do they count as, like, yeah. a scout versus just an aspirant? And, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's just an interesting thought. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, I do have one more quick point on sure. on space brain psychology before, and that's my last uh, two cents. And then we're going to kill you. <laughs> Rape him, kill him, throw him in a ditch. No. <laughs> dead. I don't want that. Hashtag dead. <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah, Astartes psychology. So one thing we haven't really talked about that's kind of important, we, we've briefly touched on it, is like what, how other people view space marines. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so oftentimes what's used in, like, the literature is that they're described as, like, inspiring transhuman dread, uh, which is essentially, like, you see this thing that's way bigger than anything you've seen before. It moves so quickly it shouldn't, like, you are you don't realize how fast it's moving because you're, like, nothing that big should be able to move that fast. Yeah, right? it doesn't make sense to yeah, you. Yeah, and it's so move. powerful, right, um, that oftentimes people are just frozen with fear, or will run away when facing an Astartes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, regardless like a, of a skull helmet. <laughs> yeah, regardless <laughs> if we're wearing a skull helmet or not. So yeah, it's often described as transhuman dread. A lot of people like they're even like even if they're your allies, they're dumbfounded when they see a space marine in person. Yeah. They like you know. And like, usually it takes them a second to kind of collect themselves. Like, yeah. Like yeah. they're so in awe. Well, of, it's just it's such a creature of myth and legend. Like yeah. I bet some people don't even like they hear about space marines, they don't even believe they're real. Yeah. yeah. Right? Again, like, going to the numbers of the space marines, there are only a million, maybe more now, but regardless, in a galaxy of trillions? More than, more than, than trillions. Spanning an entire galaxy. Yeah. Like you, you, you're lucky is, if you even see a space marine in person in your lifetime. That's yeah. not lucky. That's blessed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, really. Uh, like, yeah. Lucky is winning the Powerball on your planet. Blessed is hearing and seeing a, a space marine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, it is very rare. Like a lot of times they, they've taken on a mythological role, which you can aspire to the other things of like them being described as angels of death and stuff. They take on a mythological role in the eyes of the rest of the Imperium who never actually sees them. And when they do see them they see these like 
pretty much gods of battle. Like, yeah. You know, they're just so so awestruck by these yeah. destructive forces. Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, on the psycho-conditioning of space marines, kind of like way off topic, unless you have anything else on trans Well, thread. just flip, flip it around how space marines see the Imperium citizens. Yeah, that's very broad. Um, very broad, yeah. for sure. But you have chapters who, you know... Actually, that does touch on the what I was going to talk about there. But um, you have some chapters that are integrated into the communities a lot, like yeah. ultramarines salamanders. and salamanders, who take like a personal protective role over humans. Or like you know, yeah, they'll Astral give their, wardens. They'll give up their mm. life to protect you know a, a common citizen because that's their role, that's their job, that's what they see themselves as. You know, ultramarines might see themselves as administrators and like rulers, but like, um, but, uh, what's the word? Ultimately, like beneficent rules rulers. That's not the word I was looking for, but it's benevolent, benevolent, benevolent rulers. Beneficent. Thank you. Beneficent. Anyways, yeah, that's Mark's speech. <laughs> I know, I'm infected. It's the black speech. Yeah, <laughs> but they they see it their job to make the Oscars 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 Oscars. Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just such a derailleur. <laughs> um, anyways, it's their job to make the Imperium run efficiently, and like they're doing it for humanity and service to humanity. You have space marines like the Marines of Malevolent that don't care about humans and yeah. think. They're cannon fodder and, you know, weak and, like, you know, they're the true inheritors of the yeah. Imperium. And then you even have it one farther, flesh terrors who have been known to kill citizens. Yeah. Like loyal citizens who've even done nothing wrong. Loyal, yeah. yeah. They're both so, loyal and they'll just slaughter you. Yeah. Um, so it's a very wide variety. Depends yeah. on the chapter. Depends on their history yeah. and stuff. Um, but one thing to note, too, is because Space Marines are, like, transcended humans, a lot of them cut all ties with their past and well, again most of them have no connection no they, they that's specifically severed yeah from them yeah they exactly. don't go back to the home world and hang out with their mom in a lot of cases they, they won't remember their exactly mom. Yeah. they're they're psychologically conditioned to forget their past lives they become someone different yes and so they forget their parents they i forget. believe you're not even given your name like your new name yeah. for a while and i'm sure even yeah. if you went back you would look so different than when you're a 13 year old boy your family probably wouldn't even or might be dead because you. you're 200 years old and well they- yeah yeah but like <laughs> yeah if yeah. you came back right away, you probably wouldn't even be recognized. So no. you wouldn't know them; they wouldn't know you. Yeah, it, you were literally a new person. Yeah. yeah. Now, some chapters, like the Salamanders, kind of break that. I believe some of them are aware of their family lineages, and some families can trace, like, oh, they abducted, you know, my uncle from ten years ago. Yeah. So I know he's a space marine somewhere out there. Yeah. So like your family might be honored as like, oh, they they recruited from you. Yeah. But like you wouldn't know his name. You wouldn't know where he is. Of course. Yeah. And, and you don't have that desire. You don't even have a desire to go back to your family or be yeah. like, oh, I miss my brother. No, it doesn't yeah. exist. No. Yeah. As far as you're concerned, it no longer exists. It no longer yeah. matters. Yeah. Um, it, like, I wonder if a space marine even has that concept of some, where they originated some from. Some do, and it, again, it mm. depends on the nature of the psycho conditioning. There's some that have memories of their childhood, and they're kind of, like, vague or faded, and they're like, yeah. you, I, I remember somebody in my life, like, I had a brother once, or, you know, if there there's one space marine <laughs> who's an iron warrior in particular uh, who goes through a trial with his twin brother who dies, and he remembers that because yeah. it's such a traumatic experience, but he doesn't remember his parents. He doesn't remember, like, they're all vague yeah. Distant memories, right? Of a past life. So just interesting things to note. Yeah. Anything else? I think we're good. Yeah, I think we've done a decent job of covering Space Marines. Yeah. Obviously, there's a lot more to them. <laughs> like, well, uh, I think this was a good base. A lot of other things is going to come down to chapter specifics. Yeah, or, or like... One episode I'm looking forward to is, like, talking about all the specialties, like, talking about librarians, tech marines, chaplains, 
and apothecaries. Right. Like a, and not only just their role, but how do they do their training? What yeah. does it consist of? Exactly. Like there's a lot of specific cool abilities in, and, inside that alone. Yeah, for but, sure. How do their weapons work? That's another cool detail that, yeah. you know, there's, there's oh, never even touched the bolt on the bolt pistol. gun. But, but yeah. now listening to that last episode we did and this one, like anytime we mention a starties, you definitely will understand what we're talking about. Yeah, talking now, about. yeah, you now you have a sense of the perspective yeah. of where they fit and what they do. Yeah. All right. Well, um, you know, thanks for listening to our twenty first episodes. Twenty uh, first episode. I think we're sitting around like what eighty seven hundred downloads now. Something like that. Yeah, so it's getting we're pretty definitely f- noticing the numbers grow each each week. Yeah, uh, which is all thanks to you guys, obviously yeah. spreading that word of mouth. Yeah, know? like uh, one cool thing that happened was when we seen that that rating that we got, like on just a random website that we had nothing to do with. You know, it's not like it was rated on iTunes, and obviously it's like, oh yeah, okay, that's that's still cool. Yeah, yeah, please rate it, us on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, but like, it was, yeah, it's cool to see. So we we definitely are growing. We uh, appreciate that yeah. anytime you guys do it. So. Tell your gaming group about us if. You have one. one. (laughs) If you have friends, (laughs) send us a message. Yeah, obviously we really like to chat and hang out with you guys. So yeah, Um, thanks for listening. I guess uh, we'll see you on our next episode. Yes. Bye. Peace out.